0: Welcome. This is episode one two three. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. I just noticed that. I was going to say one, 123, one hundred twenty three, one <laughs> one twenty three, but one two three at the Galen Trombley Show. Um, today's guest, Mister Jacob uh, Jabut, and how how did I meet you? I'm trying to think. Through Meg. Was it through Meg? Meg? Okay. yep. Okay. So Meg, mutual friend, friend of the show, introduced us. You do video, good at it. I like video, not as good at it. Needed your help. Need your expertise. You know your stuff. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, a, yes, I'm above basic, but I'm not schooled in it. You're schooled yeah. in it. And, uh, you know, as, as life gets busier, I have to kind of prioritize what I do. Therefore yep. I try to bring people on that can do a better job than me at certain things, which includes you. So
1: if, uh, give people kind of a rundown. So Jacob, yeah. um, just tell us about yourself. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so I graduated from Plattsburgh in a 2016 high school, and then more recently I graduated from Plattsburgh State in 2020 with a bachelor's in TV video. And um, now I have my own business, JJ Property Maintenance, and it's exactly what it sounds like, property maintenance. It started out actually as JJ Lawn Care, but then the more I did it, I was starting to do jobs like painting and pressure washing, and I was like, you know, lawn care doesn't really sound right. So I changed it to JJ property maintenance and I've been doing that with my dad since I was young. So I've always kind of known how to do it and then I've been chasing that as well as the video still and it's pretty much where I'm at now. And those are your two jobs, right? Yes. And I also work at Two Brothers uh, Recycling. Okay. Yeah. I just went, I was doing that full time and then that got to be a lot, especially now because property maintenance is ramping did, up for the did, summer. Who runs that? Uh, It's, it's um, Barrett and Corbin Reed. I don't know. They're from Saranac. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But something different. yeah, I, uh, so I was working there full time and then that got to be a lot because I was working there seven to three, Monday through Friday, eight to 12 on Saturday. And then as soon as I'd get done there, I'd go home and do all my estimates or advertising and all that sort of stuff. And then it was like, I was working 12 hour days, which I'm still doing, but I've kind of, now I've went part time. So I work seven to 12 and take Wednesdays off and that seems to be a lot better for now.
0: Um, so what's your favorite thing to do? Is it the video? Yeah, definitely. So, um, because like we've used your property maintenance great you know you've mm-hmm. been out you've been fast quick done your job every client I've talked to enjoyed working with you um, That's good, yeah. but obviously the thing I, I enjoy more is the, the video stuff so yeah. when when did you start getting or introduced to making videos and doing all the content
1: man um, I really started playing around with video when I was like I don't even know like eight I would say eight or ten my dad got this I don't know if you remember there's these Panasonic VHS camcorders. Mm-hmm. These bulky flip things. Flip out on but, the side. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. And I actually have a tattoo of it on my leg, funny enough. A lot of people don't know what it is and they're like, What what is that on your leg? And I'm like, it's Panasonic. But anyways, Is that so, because it's
0: your first first camera? Yeah,
1: that's what like got me into it. I remember um they had this function on there, which it was pause and play, but mm-hmm. realistically it's just the same as stopping recording and starting recording. But for some reason in my mind, I was like I can do so much with this and I so I would pause the video on something and then I'd have my friend or move something like out of frame and then play it and it looked like it disappeared and I for some reason thought that was the coolest thing in the world and then from there it just kept growing you know I was like looking at the footage I'm like man why does it look so jumpy and I was like I wonder if I put the camera on like a table and then did it. And I'm like oh now it really looks like it disappeared and it just kept going from there I made it like war movies and me and my buddies just little videos and stuff. So what was the videos when you started making the videos, were they a lot of people in
0: it? Or did you do like, um, figure like I've seen people do it like figurine videos. I've seen people do
1: just like videos without people in it, but just yeah. like random it, things. Yeah. At first it was just me taking the camcorder and just recording things and figuring it out and having fun and then watching it and finding it so cool. And then, and then it started out, I hung out. My best friend was Wade Whedon. And then me and him just started, Doing little goofy videos, you know, like kids do. I don't know, like, one of lo- made it look like one of us is getting dragged away by this little, like, toy animal or some little silly stuff. And then, and then all my other friends, I started telling them. And then that's when we made like, we got like 12 people and made this war movie. And uh, that was probably the biggest thing I did with that. But how, yeah. how, how old were you when you did that? It was probably 10 or 11, I want to say. Do you still have that video? Oh God, no! I don't think so. I I wish. I mean, it's got to be kicking around somewhere. I probably, you know, what? I, I probably accidentally recorded over it though. Oh. I'm sure because I, yeah, didn't really know. Back back that. then, you got like one. It's like right now, like one SD <laughs> thing, card. So things gotta yeah. go. Things gotta yep. go. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, okay, so that was your first like production, your big one. Yeah. Yep. Um, so how do you rope these guys into doing video? Man, just
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. You know I, what, dude? I need somebody. I, just yeah. go stand there. Yeah. I don't know how I get people to do it now, to be honest. they just It's just a lot of people. I just find people that also think it's fun, and I tell them they get to be goofy and play this character. And a lot of the times, too, I let them kind of have freedom with it. Like, I don't really, like, especially back then, I really didn't sit down and give them a script and say, you know, stand here, say this. It's like, hey, man, be this character and just just do it. So it's a lot of ad lib. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Just improv, 100%. Because
0: I look at, like... Wade Whedon, I know yep. Wade. And it's like I would look at Wade as not the actor. I wouldn't think Wade <laughs> would be an actor. Then you see him in these videos, and like obviously he's not, you know, he's doing it for fun, but it's yeah. still pretty entertaining. And, oh, yeah. and uh you're the buddy that was here for that video. Noah, yeah. Yeah, so yep. he's he's definitely more animated. Like I think oh, he's he was good. probably like an actor did maybe like drama club or he something. Did, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So Wade looks like I would be, like, kind of going out and just like <laughs> yeah. slumming through it and being like Hey, I'm just gonna hang out with the boys today and we'll yep. just make a fun like yep. let me know when's my turn, have a couple yep. drinks and go do your thing. So <laughs> um so okay, so you ended up like video wise, like where do you where's where do you get your inspiration for it? You know, what what do you focus on? You know, do you focus on timing? Do you mm. focus on per
1: how big the production is? Like Um, I'd say like my inspiration or I guess why I like love to do it is just the freedom and like the creativity, like I don't know, I'll just be having a conversation with my friends and then we'll, it's weird. We kind of will just go off on tangents and just start like acting things out or do it just being goofy and then I'll sit there and be like, oh, that would actually be a great video. And then I write it down and I just love just the whole process of finding something that's creative and funny and I think other people will enjoy. And then you actually sit down and write the script and get it figured out and the plot and everything that's gonna happen and then going and getting all the materials ready, the equipment, the clothing, the actors, um, and then actually getting everybody on a set date and time, and then shooting is a blast. You have everybody on set, and you do multiple takes, and people just get into it, and everyone has fun with it, and then afterwards, um, editing. I also love editing, because it's you get to see it really come together, and you can add some things in, or it's, it, it never really turns out exactly how you think. But that's also like the best part of it. I feel like it'd be boring if it was like, yeah, I, I knew it was going to be this and it's still this. It's like it transforms along the process and it's awesome to see it grow. And then finally seeing it come together is just great. And then the actual um, sharing of it and putting it out and then seeing people react and your buddy messages you and you or you show it in front of people. That's the best thing, especially if you can see people's reaction live, just the whole thing, honestly. So like what's
0: the fir- what's the first thing you do? I mean, you come, Mm. like you have inspiration, you have an idea, think of something like Mm. is, but when you come up with an idea, is it just something that like internally you're like that just sounds cool or is it something that you're trying to look for? Like, does your ideas have to have, you know, some type of conflict resolution? Does your, Mm. does your film have to have like a certain theme? Do you, you know, is there anything like when you come up with the ideas, like what do you focus on or what? or do you focus on it or
1: do you just let it kind of just roll it's honestly that's the thing I love about it is it just I can't even there's so many different ways I've gotten inspiration from videos like it just um, I've gotten some from like I said conversations some have been things I've seen or I just see people out in public doing things and I'm like usually it's something like goofy or like I don't know someone talking weird and I'm like oh that'd be funny if they did this or sometimes I write down a single sentence I just have in my phone I have notes and you can just scroll like take your finger and just go to the top just a hundred times i got some of it i'll never use it's just like one sentence of something describing it but um sometimes i've had inspiration come from a sound there was a sound effect i was um you ever get lost on youtube and you watch like
0: oh all time
1: (laughs) yeah there was like for a while i was watching these videos where this guy would get this like metal ball and heat it up really hot and people would comment and he put it through different things like jello and wood and all these different things and one time he put it through it was like jello sort of and it made this bubbling sound that sounded like it just sounded like someone farting violently and I thought that was the funniest thing and I'm like just got inspiration from that to make a funny video like about like a UPS driver stopping at someone's house and asking to use the bathroom and running in and but it just comes from all these different sources and I don't really have I guess the only theme is it's always pretty much comedy I don't really stray from that too too much but um so if you yeah. get, like, why why the UPS driver?
0: Like, in that, that, that scenario, was that, like, like do you overthink? Do you overthink or just think, I think that would be kind of funny if it was yeah. just, like, I don't
1: know, a delivery guy. I guess it could have been comes, a guy driving a taxi, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. That, so I guess it just comes from my own experiences. Like, my buddy drives for UPS, and he actually told a story. So that's the other thing is I'll sometimes combine two. I'll go through my notes and see two ideas that go well together. Sometimes one isn't enough. And um, I had one where he told me a story where he really had to use the bathroom, and he actually used the bathroom at my house because he knew me and was driving that route. Yeah. And um, so I just took those two things, and I'm like, oh, that that works. That goes perfectly. So, so when
0: you you come up with the ideas and you're, you're scrolling through, putting them together, like how often do you do this? Like oh. how often do you get the ideas, and how often do you get to sit down and just try to like combine and like jam on your ideas? Mm.
1: So as far as getting the ideas, it is just it's so random. Like the thing I've noticed is a couple of times I've been able to just sit down and just brainstorm and come up with ideas. But I found that really doesn't work if you're trying to force it. Um, So now what I've done is just, if I find something funny, I write it down in my notes and I'll get as big of a list as I can. And then one day I'll go through all of them, find the best ones and then put them in bold and put them in a different section. Um, And then I'll go off of those and kind of, elaborate more or just go more in depth like okay where can i take this and some videos i think are hilarious and then you know i sit down and actually start thinking and i'm like you know there's no real end like i don't know i guess i can maybe make it like a tiktok or something but um some of them just don't have enough content to be put into a video how long are your videos normally normally anywhere from about two minutes to i think the longest one we just put out was like nine minutes, but I noticed you kind of want them pretty short. That's one thing. I want it to be just bam, 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 bam.
0: Now, short, why? Because you think that you get better viewership, think Mm -hmm. that the algorithm would be be better, or like, is there
1: anything like that? I think um, people's attention spans, and then also another thing is I've learned a lot from every video I make, and I've realized sometimes I spend too much time on one shot, and it's kind of not interesting. I want the whole thing to be like like, anything you're watching in the video either has a purpose or is funny. And that's another thing, too, is if I make a video, you sometimes you need a necessary dialogue or action to get you to the next funny point. Um, but now what I'll do is I'll have all that laid out, and then I'll try and put in more, like, another joke over the dialogue. And I just want the whole thing to be entertaining because I feel like it's easy to lose people, especially nowadays. Um... You can lose them very quickly. And and this
0: isn't like an idea that I got, but do you find that... I think we've talked about it before, like content being subjective, meaning like what you Mm. think is good might be different than what I think is good. Like you might make a video. Everybody loves the video. Mm -hmm. And a few people don't like the video. And it's like, we're not going to please everybody. And and you shouldn't have to. Like, do you find that... Do you allow yourself... So give you an example. This podcast. I've had people... I've had a lot of people give me compliments and like it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've had some people that may not say it to me, but I've seen like comments on like randomly. I don't know who these people are. They randomly comment on it that somehow listen to it, or even people that I hear through the grapevine is too long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, which is fine because I'm just doing it the way I want to do it. Like yep. I invite people, I invite people on, guests on that I want to talk to. I don't, mm-hmm. ca- I don't care who. I don't care if. Like I don't care if nobody knows who you are and nobody will listen. I'm going to yep. spend my time talking to you cuz I like you. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to just pull people in and be like I think that would be a good one where a lot of people would listen. I have yet to do that. Everybody that comes on is cuz I want them to come on. Yep. The reason I have a long-form podcast, I said this before is like if you're if you're having a conversation with somebody and it's 20 minutes long, well, how much depth do you go in 20 minutes? Not much. No, yeah. Like you're like it's kind of like surface area talk blah 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 you're done. We've been going for 14 minutes right now, and think about oh. being done in six minutes. Yeah. Like, okay, so we talked, uh, I guess, how you came up with getting on YouTube, or how, or not YouTube, but how do you make a like, start of an idea for a video? You haven't gotten into like the editing, and the nuts no. and bolts. and So it's yeah. like, my thing is I like to expand on the ideas, and I don't, again, don't really care if people think it's too long. We, me and Anna were on last night for three hours, talked about nothing. It was, <laughs> was fantastic. We had I a blast. A, yeah. huh? I think there's a need for that, though. Well, it's like, like I, for long I mean, form. I like Joe Rogan, so I listen yep. to him. He's long form. I I mirrored this similar to him because I like that style. I don't yep. like quick stuff. I like longer. And uh, especially when I'm with people. Mm. But so for video, do you think that you have some of that where you don't care? Like if you're like, mm. this video ends up being 15 minutes long. This video ends up being 25 minutes long. I don't care. Yep. Or do you really focus on like, uh, people aren't going to really want to watch 25 and I don't know if there's a right or wrong. I just, yeah, I've always looked at putting out what you want to put out, knowing that it's going to attract similar like people. And I, it, it maybe you're just like, nah, I've tried that before. It doesn't no, work. It's I better. think, okay. you know, I
1: think you're right. Um, definitely. That is one thing that I guess I, I struggle with. Cause I mean, the YouTube channel for me is just a hobby and I just enjoy doing it. Um, if it gets a big following, or whatever, cool. But, I think you're right in that you're better off to just be yourself and do what you like because A, you're going to be more authentic because you that's what you like to do. And then B, you're not going to get burnt out doing something that you're not enjoying. If you truly enjoy it, it's going to bleed through the video and I think it's going to um, ensure that you keep doing it long-term and be consistent with it. Um, but yeah, I guess with the video length, I mean, of course, there's always things that I try and learn from each video. Like I think most of it really is, I just try and look at it. If I was watching this video and I didn't know anything about me or anybody and I just watched it, I'm like, okay, that part was boring. I could probably cut that out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess it's not so much of, um, you know, me trying to get more views or anything, but I just try and make it the most enjoyable that I can Mm -hmm. through what I think. And then I do take criticisms. If someone says something that they don't like or like, you know, I listen to it. And if multiple people say it, it's like, okay, I should probably maybe change that or think about it. Do you dwell on the criticism or no? Um, sometimes. Sometimes I am uh, sometimes a big critique, like a um, big critic of myself. So it does sometimes. But recently I've got enough other stuff going on where this is just something I enjoy doing. And it's like, uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, the, the so the reason I asked on both of those, because
0: you're 22. 20, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like when I was 22, 100%, I'm doing stuff what I think people would like mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent doing like criticism is crippling like you're just like yeah. ah like it like it just like affects you and then the criticism is always it going to affect yeah. you but <laughs> it's not it's not a huge deal like I kind of look at it and so like if I get criticized I get criticized um, I look at it and then I kind of sit there and say why meaning like mm. who's the person do I know mm. him do I not know him do I not to put it bad, but like, do I care? Like, no, I mean, true. the person, like, if it's, I was saying, if it's like one of my good friends telling me something, then I'll, I'll pay attention a little bit more. If it's some way that I'm like, I know you, but I don't really care, like, I mean, I know you, but that's it, yeah, then it's like, well, whatever, not gonna entertain, or that person's not, um, not gonna affect the way I do anything else. But the critic, like, I, I look at the criticism as a, a learning experience, but I don't look at it as, as, like, all, it's almost like watching film mm. for me. If I screw up something in real estate or screw up with something in a video or screw up with something just that I did and I get negative feedback, I always I, I like almost pretend I'm like watching it on a TV, mm-hmm. like re watching game film and like going through and being like, oh, I missed like a football player. I missed that tackle. Like yeah. I'll sit there and be like, ah, you know what? Yeah, I could see I should probably have changed that. And I'm always trying to just patch up the holes. But there's sometimes criticism, like you have to go and say, honestly, no, I was fine. They just didn't agree with me. And yeah. and I'm a big person on intent. So if your intent was good, pure, whatever, not, not mm-hmm. malicious, not unethical, you didn't do it to like, you know, to, to have a bad, uh, end of whatever that decision was. And you're doing it, what you thought was the right decision Then I'm like, I can live with that. So I'm like, yeah, I don't care. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. I'm fine with the decision mm-hmm. I made. I've got, that's taken time, but I'm almost 10 years older than you. So like I'm at a spot now. You almost, you know, when like old people, like when they get, like, don't give a shit anymore, and they kind of yeah, like so, don't care. Let's say stuff dad. to your face. Yeah. Well, as you get old, like every <laughs> decade you get older, you like don't care, and someone says something to you, and you'll say something like, "Geez, I wouldn't have said that." And I'm like, I don't care. Like, what are they gonna do? I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. sixty, 70, <laughs> 80. What are they gonna yeah. do? So I find, like, at thirty, I have a, li- I'm starting to get, like mm. understand that. So at your age, I would have been like, no, I definitely didn't. taking opinions. That's what I was just yeah. wondering because no, I, have definitely you gotten over that, you kinda- I definitely do that, or
1: you still kind of, I definitely do, and. I, I try and give myself the same mindset that you have, but I, I won't lie. It's definitely difficult. Like, um, the other day, actually literally yesterday, I made a video for, um, how do I, it's my girlfriend's sister's boyfriend. <laughs> yes. That's a little potential future brother-in-law. Maybe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, um, and then I sent him the video or well, I didn't, I posted on Facebook and then he messaged me and, you know, pretty much just said, uh, he didn't like the music. And then that's somebody that I look up to. So for me, I was like, man, and I'm just thinking about it. Like, man, so that like stuff like that really bothers me. But then other times, if it's like, you know, like people I don't know, I can kind of tell myself, I mean, it still will bother me. And then I'll just kind of tell myself, like, do I know this person? Do they have a background in the same thing that I do? Mm -hmm. Um, How many other people have told me this? Is it just them? So it's definitely something that I'm trying to work on. And I tell myself that you know, you gotta look at the like you said, like the intent or um how many people have told you this, but it it's definitely something I'm working on not, you know, having bothered me as much. Well,
0: I think like you said, if it's somebody that you know, yeah. you take it to heart more. The other thing too is at least in video land, if someone's like, I didn't like the music you picked, that's different yeah. than saying, Hey, your video was just hard to hear. Because yeah. maybe it's like a technical like I've had people that's like I've had one One podcast early on, I don't know if I didn't have my mic in all the way or something, there was like an echo. You could hear Mm. me, but it was, Uh my guest was perfectly clear. Anytime I talked, I had this weird echo. Mm. Um, And they're like, hey, man, something's wrong with your video. It wasn't like your video or your podcast sucks, just there's an echo. So I go on check-in. I'm like, yeah, you're right, there was, and I couldn't fix it. That, obviously, that's criticism. Like, yeah, let me fix it. If they're just like, dude, your guest sucked, I'm like, okay, well, then don't listen to it, man. I don't know what (laughs) to tell you. Like, I thought they were a good person, but. (laughs) I think the music's hard. Like mm-hmm. when you've done videos for me, I remind myself too, because I'm one, I try to really let the person do their thing and I try mm-hmm. not to tell you what to do, but I also am one of those people. Like I like to voice my vision for it mm-hmm. and like the video we did the, the the music video thing, like I was giving you ideas of like what in my head I kind of wanted it to do mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, let's see. And then you had ideas. I'm like, okay, scrap that. Let's do that. Let's try this. And then at the very end, like, I, I, mean, I don't even think I did an edit. I think you were just like, hey, here's the video. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and, and very rarely do I try to take away the creative aspects. i like you to have the creative side. Like, you did one vlog for me, and there's a couple things I had to have you take out, which were not like, it was, yeah. I, it, it, they, it weren't, was under, they weren't like, the video sucked. It was just like, add eh, some information I just don't want yeah. in the video. So no, that I was remember. like very yeah. basic. But, um. But like I, I try not to like, over like go in and be like, ah, man, that music really sucks, or like, ah, I, I would have gotten this angle. Can we go reshoot it? Because yeah. to me, again, it's that quality thing. It's like it's subjective. Like I may not think it's great, but you're better at that than me. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be basically uh, uh, default to or is it default deflect
1: it to mm-hmm. you and say, hey, you, you're more qualified to do this than me. Let's go with it. That and, was the other thing too. When he said that, there was two things that I was trying to remind myself, and one of them was, you know, he runs a a scrap business. So for him, he's not really involved in that. I mean, then again, it's his business. So I'm going to choose whatever it is that he wants, of course. Um, but he's not so involved or he hasn't been invested in the video like I have. Um, so that's one thing to think about. And then the other thing too, um, was his actual, um, geez, totally just lost my train of thought, like delivery of it yeah no his delivery was pretty bad oh <laughs> yeah his like you know, like deliver, like some like oh okay yeah it was i remember it was i would rather him have told me that than to let me just keep producing videos or with the music that i was and him not like it because all that's okay, going to result yeah. in is is like me him eventually just not having me produce videos so i, I was yeah. glad that he was honest but you know i do because i do like look up to him and stuff it is like a little hard and I got to think about the other stuff. Well, I think you look at like, you know, kind of what he wants and you can take, if it's not a big deal, yeah. like, well, I could, yeah, I could pick
0: up faster song, slower song, whatever. But, yeah. um, I, I think with like, that's fairly easy, mm-hmm. but it's, it's one where it's like someone's trying to micromanage what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I, you know, I try my, I, I don't, I definitely did on some aspects of things, but it was more mm-hmm. of like, Hey, I really want like. I think this shot would be kind of cool or that scene or this thing would be good. But most of it, it was just like when you're doing it, like I'm not most of that. I mean, to be honest, most of our takes were
1: first take. Yeah. Maybe second take. Yeah. Are you uh-huh. big on that or do you do a lot of takes? It, um, it really depends on what it is. Um, you know, if, when I'm doing like commercial stuff, typically I'll do a lot of takes, um, just cause you really want to make sure you get the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, I found like with my YouTube channel a lot of that stuff for one it's just like a hobby so I'm really not getting looking for perfection or anything um I have been doing multiple takes just because I was for a little while I was really trying to see if I could ramp it up and um, I found that at least with the actors that I was working with with most of my buddies who are not actually professional actors I mean none of us are mm-hmm. but I found that um, actually doing improv um, makes them better actors because most of the time they have real reactions. Like it's just a real, it's not them, you know, scripting to laugh. It's like somebody said something that nobody was expecting and you laugh, except sometimes, you know, the cameraman laughs and then we have to get rid of that take. But um, I found that works a lot better because they can just go with the flow and it's more authentic. And then also if it is something that's scripted and you do a bunch of takes, I found, you know, usually the first two takes aren't the best. Three, four, five are usually your golden zone, and then once you get starting getting past like five into six, seven, eight, people just don't—they don't, don't want to be there anymore. They don't want it; they want to get on to the next take. They're starting to lose some of that, I guess, mojo or whatever. And it seems like in between three and five is like the golden zone. I mean, if you had my initial thought is if you, take take like
0: take like me singing like pretending to lip sing. Yeah. I don't know if I could have really improved that much more Uh, over three or five more takes. Like, my thing was like... Grant, you got to know, it's like a a parody video. I mean, we're making fun of music videos. Like, we're trying to be goofy. But like, if you take that, and even if you try to make it better, it would have been maybe slightly better. But I think for you and I, it would have been maybe slightly better. But people watching the video don't
1: know. Exactly. Is that the fifth take? Is that the second take? Is that the
0: first take? It doesn't matter. And you
1: got to look at, like, what you're shooting. Like, for us... Yeah, we're shooting a parody, and it's like at the end of the day, we could have sat here for another three or four hours and shot it out, but that's not. Dude, really... We're Russian, man. Like yeah, we spe- I think we actually <laughs> yeah.
0: spent less time filming than we did like setting up. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah. So the uh, um, so do you have any favorite like
1: um, like directors, or do you have any favorite? And see, that's that's the Are thing. You is... Movie buff? No. See, that's the funny thing is when I went to school, like bunch of people I talked to I mean they would go in depth some people um, when they produce their own shows they're talking about movies and stuff and I've seen a good deal of movies but a lot of the time I could not tell you who the director was any of that stuff it's funny I don't really get caught up in that and I'm the same way with like like sports like I really don't pay attention to sports I couldn't really tell you the players or anything I'm just involved in the idea I like shooting videos and I shoot it and I do like definitely draw inspiration when I watch videos I don't really like study your track, like many directors or anything like that.
0: Do, do you, do you focus I'm trying to think? So like director, like I love Martin, Martin Scorsese. Like mm-hmm. I love his movies. I, yeah, like, he's great. Oh, um, yeah. Like there's other ones that do, you know, like he, he's probably my favorite director, mm-hmm. but like, am I going to watch him? Like David Fincher, love David Fincher. Mm-hmm. Like you, you watch some of these guys that are really good um, Todd Phillips, I like him. You start going like James Cameron, obviously he did some big blockbuster yeah. movies, but when you start like Spielberg's done some stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think he did Save in Private Ryan*, right? He, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he did like *Jurassic Park*. i like, I think he did *E.T.*, like th- some mm-hmm. of those videos. They're good, but like Scorsese, I like the content of He's, it because yeah. like he does a lot with like Leonardo DiCaprio, who I absolutely like my favorite actor and
1: a lot of he, subtle stuff too.
0: Yeah, just a lot of cool stuff. I like the way it flows. Um I even like Woody Allen films, you know, when he was doing a lot of stuff. I think mm. I don't know, I think Woody's like, didn't he get kind of like in trouble or something? But oh, I don't he know. <laughs> he was uh I thought he was just kinda of quirky and goofy, but he had and he yeah. was I think he was a quick guy, like mm. like uh, Clint Eastwood, I I think yeah. is is known for being fast. Like Good. Takes yeah, he's good. A, yeah. Like, let's I've just one take, that. two takes, we're done. Let's move. And I think because they're not looking for perfection, but they're like, it, it fits the overall storyline and it's going to be good enough. Yeah. And um, But I, again, take real estate, take business. I focus a lot on stuff because I'm always trying to learn. Mm-hmm. So I do follow people. I do follow mm-hmm. industries. Do you think that you do that in film or do you think a lot of it is... Like, do you actively watch filmmakers or do you just like, you know what? A lot of it's trial and error. A lot of it's just like maybe just something like my buddy did or I came across and I just thought it was a cool idea. Or do you try to like copy a lot of stuff like, oh, I like that technique that guy does. Now I'm going to start incorporating it.
1: That's like one thing I'm like, I don't know. I'm really weird about stuff in the fact that like one of the big reasons that I started my own business and I like shooting videos and stuff, I guess the correlation is just the fact that um, you're original and... I feel like with video i'm almost part like it might would probably help me to start studying a lot of different people but i'm uh, just weird in the fact that i feel like if i start studying people and i start like stealing ideas sort of which a lot of i mean other directors do that all the time but for myself i feel like i'm just being like cheap or which you're really not but it just in my own head i don't know why it just I feel like I want my stuff to be completely original. And at the end of the day, you draw inspiration from all of your own experiences. So all the videos I make already have inspiration. I just, part of me just doesn't want to know where the inspiration is coming from and make it feel original and authentic. Like it almost pollute your mind as a certain yeah, way to do like, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like I'm going to be like, oh, this is the way you have to do it. And I want to, I don't know. That One, I wasn't going to mention this too, because I feel like it's so cliche and everyone says it, but Quentin Tarantino... Is one I sh- person? I should that, have said him too. I love yeah, his every every freaking person says that he's yeah. their favorite, but he really was the person that just made me think differently about film. Like mm-hmm. there's one scene in um, Pulp Fiction where um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta are walking up to um, they're about to place a hit on these guys, yep. and I found it so interesting just the way he tells you something about characters without actually like people will show you you know like to show that they're hitmen another director might just have them shooting somebody before and it's like yeah okay they're hitmen mm-hmm. but they he really puts you into their mind like these guys are not only hitmen but like it puts you in the mind of a hitman like they're walking up the stairs talking about i think they're talking about like a foot massage mm-hmm. and like and it's actually a really good conversation that's the other thing i like about him. it was an interesting just conversation the yeah the dialogue was great but it was just the fact that they're having this calm situation about this topic and they're on the way to kill somebody like you totally lose sight of that and then you like after they do the hit and they kill these guys it's like oh they're psychopaths like they were literally having this super calm conversation and then they just went and killed some people and didn't almost even... like like i'm gonna go walk into a showing and i'm talking about whatever like that's because yeah. that's what they're
0: comfortable doing like, like, it like
1: just like yeah it just like that made me think like man the way that he told you that these guys are psychos is like nothing i've ever seen from any other director like he really put you into their mind well the thing with quentin tarantino and a good thing you
0: mentioned him so like when he does, what, uh, what does he call them? Chapters? Like chapter yeah. one. Chapter two. Yeah. And they're long. Oh, yeah. And, really and, long. Um, they're silly. I think one of my, f- they're intense and they're silly because there's yeah. like a lot of contradictory things. Like one mm-hmm. of my favorite things about his movies is the music. Because oh, the music great. doesn't like ever
1: really fit a scene. You're thinking about, oh, what is that? Like, like they're the saying Reservoir like, Dogs. You well, know, like. I
0: actually have never seen Reservoir Well, maybe I have. He does that. That like was one that. of his original ones, right? Yeah. Like I like I'm thinking of like movies. It's almost like when, um, I think Scorsese did The Departed. Yeah, he did. Yep. So like The Departed, like when they're sitting like mowing people down and they're playing like this classical music. Like yep. it's not what you're seeing on the like you know they're 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 adding like the because as you know like music is a huge part of it yeah. of anything like when I like any editing that I've ever done I spend more time on music than anything yep. else because you're just like what's best what's the feeling what's the beat whatever so like he'll end up putting some kind of weird music in when they're going to kill somebody, but it sounds like they're going to like a party.
1: And then, and then it's just, these like, it throws you off a little bit. He did that with reservoir dogs, like a torture scene. This guy flicks on this, like I forget what song it was, but it was this upbeat song. And that actually kind of like brings me back when I was telling you about, um, uh, making that video for two brothers. Mm-hmm. So the video was of, it was just, you know, a little video for Facebook. He was, um, they were loading the truck with the, with an excavator and they're, picking up smash cars and um i mean there's like dryer just just metal they're picking up metal and smashing it into a truck with this heavy machinery and a claw and i probably my inspiration came from like tarantino or something in that sense where you know you're thinking when you anyone that's kind of you think of heavy equipment you're thinking like heavy metal something fast paced. and i'm like no you know what i'm gonna put like a relaxed like almost like because this is kind of satisfying seeing them take metal out of the pile put it in and I thought it'd be interesting to have like a slower, relaxed, laid-back song as this heavy machinery is just putting stuff in and I thought it flowed really well. And then that's what like I think for him too, he's not really used to that instead of getting like welcome to the jungle like That's ah! what he was, I think like that's spring, what he was expecting. Like yeah. Um What's your favorite Tarantino film? Uh I would it was Pulp Fiction, of course, for a while, but now um the latest one um uh oh uh, uh welcome or um the hollywood uh yeah that's terrible right? i know i can't think of the see, name this is how much i follow Once upon movies. a time it's, in hollywood yeah this, see, that, that I, shows you how, i could tell is that, that good because i've never seen it so it's very very slow um but some of the stuff in there is just so great like there's a scene um of him uh feeding this guy feeding his dog forgive me i forget the name see it's my favorite movie of his but i couldn't tell Which you on red pit or, or rapid yeah Brad okay. Pitt. he was um feeding his dog. Super simple really you wouldn't even really include it in a movie but the way he made took these different shots and the the sound design of him like sizzling um i think it was like an egg and the sound of he's dumping this can of wet meat into the um into the dog bowl and it just whoosh, like the sound of it plop everything about it was like you're watching a dog being fed and you're sitting on the edge of your seat and it's like how yeah. the hell can he do that take a scene like that and I- make it I want to see that because I've heard good
0: things. I, it, his, ending's great too. His well, that's the thing. His endings are messed up and is yeah messed up and they're, they're and they're long. So like, the longest one was when I watched. I think is it the Hateful Eight? Yeah, I felt the asleep movie like when that. they go through the snow and that yeah. was one of my least favorite. I fell asleep. I was it bad. was just it was yeah. too long. It was mm-hmm. like the same thing, and I didn't. Obviously, I'm not gonna tell him how to do his movies. My <laughs> my favorite. Oh man, Pulp Fiction's good. I've never seen that one which I wanted mm-hmm. to see the two that are jumping I feel like I'm missing one like the ones I'm going to say I feel like there's some in between there and I'm like why like the You've Kill Bills Django Django's one of them
1: yeah I good. love Django and really Inglorious Bastards oh yeah, that's really That cool might one.
0: be my favorite
1: Yeah that is a good one but
0: I'm trying to think like all the ones that he did but those are the two that really Django yeah. and, and Inglorious Bastards always comes up as like oh, yeah. boom boom and yeah. uh I mean the thing is he gets Like, Brad Pitt's been in multiple ones. Leo's been in multiple ones. Jamie um, Foxx. You know, obviously, Samuel Jackson. Like, these guys, you get uh, Margot Robbie. She's been in a few. Like, you get these people, and you're like, holy crap. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And, yeah, he's wild. Yeah. (laughs) I think think he's wild because he's got such a unique genre. Mm -hmm. And if you ever hear him talk, he's just, like, all over the place. Oh, man. Um, You can definitely tell, like, there's a lot of, like, sometimes my mind goes crazy like thinking and then i look at people that are really 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 like that (laughs) level and i'm like they're nuts man i I know there's like a gazillion
1: thoughts going through their head there was something about him um i forget where i heard this but like someone was walking by his office one day and i think he was he was just furiously writing the script to pulp fiction like i don't know if he did it in like a day or something but he was just i don't think he did it in a day i shouldn't say that but but just i was just just, like pouring like this guy was yeah they just said he was just so into it like I think that
0: happens, like, if I'm in,
1: if I'm, like, in the zone, oh, I. And, are you a headspace guy? Like, so most of my, like, um, like I said, like, when I get, like, a video or something, and then I start to write it down, I just, like, once I find that I have a flow, like, it seems like with, with creativity, you got flow, it. Oh, I like that word. Yeah, yeah, you got it, you get into a flow, and you kind of, like, that's why I don't sit down and force anything, because it just doesn't work, but once I have an idea and I start writing it down, like... Um, there was one of the scripts, like, um, it's called, I want a truck so bad. I don't know if you saw that I one. I saw that one. You did? Yeah. You looked under the hood? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, talking car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, that one I literally so sat down. I had the idea for it. I knew that I wanted some guy that was oddly obsessed with trucks in a sexual way, but I just sat down and started writing the script and I had no idea about the ending, about anything i just sat down wrote all the jokes everything in like 30 minutes it was just coming to me and i was like i'm just gonna keep that's the other thing too i learned from like a writing class was sit down and just don't stop writing like if you mess up a word don't stop if you have an idea that you want to go back and change just don't stop write the whole thing out just spew it out and then go through and start revising it it's mm-hmm. just i don't know that works for me i think that's smart yeah yeah like if you're if you're coming up with like, yeah, I get
0: what you're saying. Don't be critical. Just let like your subconscious just dump yep. it all out. Um That's you, what. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, it's like journaling. Like, I part of me now wishes I would have journaled younger, mm-hmm. and then part of me is like, should I start journaling now? Where it's just my subconscious. Like every morning, mm-hmm. I just get up, just spew out whatever's coming out of my head. Yep. Um, I journal for my kids every day. So like, I have three kids. I've literally every single one of them has a journal entry since the day they were born. Holy crap! Yeah, because I just I write. We write. My wife sends it to me at night. I usually do the weekends. If I'm with mm-hmm. them for the whole day, I'll do it. If, if, like right now, you know, I don't see them for until the evening. She'll do it. Gives it to me. I basically. she's not the best t- texter, so I go and <laughs> transcribe her text. But she. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I. I mean, pages and pages. Yeah, I think it's over three years worth of, every, I Jeez. mean, every single day. So my oldest son is probably a 1,000
1: inputs. Oh, wow.
0: Because, yeah, three years old, days, yeah, over a 1,000. Mm-hmm. So,
1: journaling is odd. I've heard so many great things about that.
0: But if, like, for me, like, I like handwritten stuff, but it's kind of cool because it's on the computer because you can look it up. So part of me is, like, if I just go and start journaling my life, like, I just did this today, did this today, and even if I never go back and read it, um, I mean, it kind of sucks because, like, I'm 31 now. So I'm like, ah, which I mean, I'm looking at it like I still hopefully have, you know, yeah. 70% of my life still to live, but it's still the idea that that first little chunk, like oh, I've been cool to like go back and read my thoughts in high school and college and early yeah. age. But, um, like when you talk about thoughts, like I'm a headspace guy where there's days where if I don't have it, I punt it. So like, if I'm sitting there, I got to work on a project. Like, yeah, like this is subconscious. I don't think I don't write it really anything down. Um, you Know, I, I had no agenda. We're just like, okay, we're just gonna talk, and I'm just gonna let it flow. Yep. So, there's no prep work for 98% of my podcasts. There's no prep work. Um, the like, I got here early this morning, I got this week, I've gotten here early, and I pretty much have about four hours of work done hmm. by the time I see anybody else in the office. And for me, I sit down. I put on a podcast, or I put on music. Yesterday, I listened to like four hours of Dave Matthews. This morning, I was listening to Joe Rogan, and I was just like, I had coffee, I was working, I was in my zone. No, no calls are coming in, no emails. I'm just working. I got a ton done, and yep. to the point where I'm like, I pretty much ended like my normal work day like two hours ago <laughs> or three. Hours, you know what I mean? Because I've been yep. working all, almost all day, and uh, but I was I get in a good headspace because I have time. Like if you're like Galen, you have one hour go, I'm like I, I need like a half hour to an hour just to get in the headspace mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah. like this conversation why it's long form and then like i i need like some time because you're not like a robot so sometimes it's spewing yeah. out sometimes you just gotta like sit there and like stare up at the ceiling drink a cup of coffee just like close my eyes listen to like a minute or two of joe and then get back into it but for me i need that headspace so i like blocking off multiple amounts of time mm-hmm. like if i really want to think and work on a project i want like date like, like give me two three four days alone yep like that's why i think like when writers go off and they go like was it uh um uh, emerson is it emerson or walden walden's pool walden what's the, what's the guy's uh old right um oh, i'm not sure uh he was uh, oh god the guy who has the pond was like massachusetts or new hampshire or whatever walden's pond mm. i think he's in uh Sounds wow. somebody's right. listening to this reach out fact check me on that yeah. but so this guy went goes to set a pond this is back in like the 1800s or something mm. um old writer he goes out and he ends up just like writing at this pond. So he like basically like going to like live in a cabin, like off the grid and like going and just like going out each morning, like don't have a phone. Nobody can connect to you. You go out and just write and just zone out because there's no distractions and you have that clear headspace. And that's, that's something I try to do because I find if I have that moment each day, I'm good. My clarity, I've been really fascinated the last couple of weeks on that. I, I don't meditate, but I think I, I'm I'm looking at trying to get into meditating, like even if it's like 10 to 20 minutes in the morning, just, just to like free my mind. So
1: I'm focused the rest of the day where I'm not feeling like anxious or cluttered. I really think, yeah, honestly, I've, I've looked into both of those things, journaling and meditating. Meditating for sure is like just, you know, getting a handle on your mind. Like, especially for me, and I know you are this way too, really sporadic. And if you've got a lot of things going on, which I think we both do, Mm -hmm. it's like, that's it. you ever heard the book called the one thing
0: yeah I to- did I yeah. tell you about that
1: no I no. don't know I don't know but it's that. oh dude I, I, I do you have it you want to know what's funny <laughs> so yeah it's over there have you read it no but I I looked and I read at um oh, okay. listen to what yeah I do want to read that well, I, mean, but you, I know you, you, the,
0: I mean it's easier probably if you listen to it but yeah if you want to read it it's right there it's uh sec- you see the blue blue book right oh, there in yeah. the bottom so on the left yeah you know what's funny if you look underneath my Lift up that uh, page right there. Lift it up just slightly. Something that says, "See it." The one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes. so, okay. this so whole, you know I got about a bunch the sheet one thing Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's it works.
1: I got yeah. It's literally just prioritizing the number one most important thing that yeah. you can do right now. And so it's funny like, you said that. Yeah. yeah, that is definitely like something I gotta get a hold on. Cause Grab that book before you leave. And definitely. Yeah, I definitely got to read that. Yeah, because it it's uh, and it sounds. Sounds so, so simple. So please. there's
0: one project I'm working like, so I, I did the whole thing. Like I went through, I did prioritized all this stuff. And I like I tried to simplify because again, I got a zillion things going on. And you focus on okay, and what they say, if you do that one thing, it's more important than anything else, it's gonna it's gonna basically like if you have a list of like two hundred things you wanna do,
1: doing that one thing might take off twenty of them because they all stem at to well, that problem. That's like the twenty eighty rule.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: doing 20% that you're good at or is most important and usually the rest Dude, 80%. I've been – so this – I feel like you're interviewing me now. Like, okay. <laughs> so
0: it's not really an interview, I guess. But like yeah. so the 80-20, 80-20 real Pareto's principle. Yeah. Like I've also – if you take the one thing, that's where they talk about it. But the whole, the whole idea is I've been trying this year to focus and focus and focus because I know in my business – what my time is best spent doing Mm. and it's hard for me because it's an adjustment and i have to kind of let things go and i have to delegate some certain things and i there's a transition where i know i'm like probably gonna get some uh negative reviews not in a not like bad person but like you know not being the best at certain things because i'm trying to grow from where i've always been Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, what's the 20%? And I got to focus on it. Nick's here. She helps me out. So I'm like kind of like 20%. She helps me with that, but then also helps with
1: the 80. I feel like yours is really like, you're really personable. And when we did that like vlog, Mm -hmm. you knew, like we met um, that one guy. Was that out in Z? where um, he let us, us, yeah. Oh, great. Like, man, you're just this, you know, going up and you just know, remember everything that you would talk to him about. And it's like, that is so great, especially for real estate. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you focusing on talking to people interactions being yourself authentic like the brand like i feel like you are really good with the brand stuff and then well because kind of going back to what you said originally or i
0: said originally about not caring what people think and being yourself so Mm -hmm. i would deem if you and the, the reason i say this this was not me when i was your age like i was very like I'm in an adult profession, professional, like <laughs> yeah. these people, the thing is I grew up in real estate. So these people mm. now that I could call by first or was expected to call by their first name. Yeah. My dad has been saying their names for years. Cause I just knew mm. the name, not that I knew them, but I knew the name. So all of a sudden when I'm like old enough and I got to call, you know, uh, you know, like you learn about like the whipbacks and you learn about the Cockins and you learn about mm. Dooleys and you learn about all these old real like I mean my Duelies. dad's part of it, but like the facette, like you learn all these real estate people and then I gotta start being like, Hey, um, Tina, instead of calling her Mrs. Covey or mm. or Mrs. Bennett, it'd be cat like I would in my head I'm like an adult, I gotta say mrs I was wondering what or, is the correct age to stop calling an adult? I did by. it when I got into college.
1: That's what I did, yeah. Uh, Isn't that a funny thing, though? Now, if it's my
0: friend's parents that I've called them Mr. and Mrs. since I was a kid... Right, and then it extends... it seems weird, because now I'm to the point where I probably don't want me calling them that, but I feel so weird... That was when I
1: started... So, when I started dating my girlfriend about a year ago, this is something that... I'm so weird that I literally thought about this. When I first met them, I'm like, do I start calling them Mr. and Mrs. Dajnoff? Because then that means for A long time to be calling them because then if it's tough to break it, yeah, because yeah, how do you break that? I mean, until I'm 30 and I have kids and a family now, so I'm like, all right, I gotta, but do are they gonna take it like disrespectfully if I start? So I just went for it, started saying first name, and it's been good, it's been good. So I don't. that's what I did. my. my I thought my, about my, it a lot. My wife's parents introduced themselves
0: as their names. Now, granted, I was 24 at the time. But I was like, I went right into the first name. I've never me called him Mr. or Mrs. Like, I'm, like I'm not in high school, man. Like, yeah, you know, that's what I did, Doctor's yeah. 30. Like, I, I'm going to call... So, but, <laughs> no, they, they never, like, were... That's how they introduced themselves. So, but the thing is, if you don't get on that soon... No, you like, stuck. Then it's like, when do you want me to start calling you <laughs> Todd or something? Yeah, I don't right? know. Like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, like, my my whole thing is, like, when you're starting out, you're, like, in this profession and you're like oh my god these people are I've like i've learned about them that you almost put this like fake like aura around these people like they're and I'm like they're people you know what i mean yeah. it's like not so now that i'm in real estate like I'm, I'm talking to these people and it's like galen blah 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 like first name basis because yep. you're your peers at that point yeah even though they're 30 40 years older than some of them are some of them are 30 plus years older than i am but they're, yep. they're peers so it's not like we're yeah. in the same industry but that was trippy and it wasn't until i was probably like 24 25 years old That I really started to break out and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna act the same because when I started doing video, you can't fake Mm, it on video. If you try to fake it on video, you're a loser, man. Cause you're (laughs) not gonna go far. So like I wasn't faking on video. So my thing was like, they're gonna see my authentic self. Yeah. Like good, bad, ugly, my flaws, my goods, everything. So did that and just rolled with it. And what happens is the people that are attracted to you and Mm. like like not physical, I'm saying like personality attracted Mm, to you. mm -hmm. Like you start attracting like-minded people. Like perfect example. We said Anna came in yesterday. Anna's one of my favorite people on planet earth. She's every time I see her bubbly, fun, gets me in a good spirit. Like I just like talking to positive people. So like, I never would have met her had I not acted like, you know what I mean? If I would have like been cautious or not cautious, cautious was a bad word term, but like uh, reserved. Yeah. Like she's not going to be, she's not going to gravitate towards someone that's reserved because she's, she's like, energy through the roof but like i like that's how i kind of am i get excited i like people that are positive i like that's why i like talking to you i like talking to other people it's like i get a I get almost like a like a high out of talking to really good people and positive people and 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 high, high achievers and stuff so i like On podcast, off podcast, in a showing, off a showing, at home, at a party, family party, friend party, client event, I try to be the same person. So, like, I don't Mm -hmm. think you're going to see me go, like, yes, will I do some different stuff if I'm here or there? Yeah, Yeah, like, I'm not going to be diving around playing volleyball at a business fun well I probably would but like <laughs> yeah, it would. but it'd be the idea like you know there's certain things that you do or say if you're around different people but it's not the mannerisms I carry any different I'm the same mm-hmm. person I mean you have no my conversation with you is different than it's gonna be with like of course anyway, my yeah. mother-in-law you know what yeah. I mean but it's
1: I'm still gonna be Galen it's not yeah. like I'm no, putting I on know, a
0: facade in front of you for some reason
1: I know what you mean and then especially honestly in the area that we're in your name is everything and being authentic is huge because people mm-hmm. are gonna figure out like so quick. I mean, they're going to, it's, it's just about exactly being yourself and people are going to know either way, they're going to know who you really are. And just having a good name is everything around here. Yeah. Your reputation. I, oh my God. I everything.
0: mean, the, the, the thing I've noticed or no real estate or not real estate. And just like, business. well, I've got it from real estate, but just in, in general, it's like one, like don't sell your soul for anything. So there's so many people that do some shady shit in real estate mm. And, um, and business in general. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's because there's usually money involved or they're trying to do it for themselves. Like, I always look at the amount of money I've left on the table, I think, in business is probably... I don't even want to see the number, mm-hmm. but I can go to bed at night knowing that I did the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I would not trade that, like, guilt for an extra tens of thousands of dollars. That it doesn't was make any sense. Literally,
1: um, yesterday or two days ago, I went and trimmed a shrub for a lady. Mm-hmm. And it was like the same thing. Like I'm trimming the shrub and then the top of it, um, I needed my pole saw, and I'm 30 minutes away from home and I'm like, part of me like, man, I could just use the trimmer and just kind of like knock this down and, you know, get out of here and save some money. And then I'm like, Nope. Cause if I, if I do this wrong, it's going to be, you cut the corner. Oh yeah. You're cutting the corner. It's like, you can only get away with that for so long until people realize your reputation and it's not worth it. So every single job that I've done, I've always made sure to not cut any quarters. If I have to, drive 30 minutes, or if I, you know, am losing some money on something, I'll do it because at the end of the day, I'm going to, I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to make sure next time I go 30 minutes to (laughs) go cut something down, I'm going to bring extra equipment, even if I think I don't need it. And also now out of her, you know, she's super happy. She actually ended up giving me a little bit more money than um, what I had uh, estimated her for. And you know, the next door neighbor also wanted a uh, estimate to do his shrub. And it's like just doing those good things, it's like instant gratification versus delayed gratification. Instant gratification, I can make the extra money now in this place, do a bad job, or do the right job, lose a little money now and then in the future have way more clients and
0: yeah, and, and that's the thing, if you do the right thing now and get the reputation, like you know, and like I said, most most people it's typically like oh, I lost money. Like, "Well, well did you like what's the what's yeah. the Like I've done stuff for people in real estate that most I would think a normal agent probably wouldn't do, but I looked at it like, okay, maybe they're in a spot, a bad spot. And I did stuff with money and gave money back and didn't figure stuff out to get them to make the move. Knowing that they're not, there's different people like in real estate land, the people in real estate land, cut your commission. Why? Like, why do I need to, why would I need to cut? Like, okay, what's your job? What do you do for a living? Okay. You do that. Okay. Let me, let me take eight. You're going to do that, but you're going to get 80% of what you just said. But, like, you would have no problem saying it to me, but you don't realize that, like, that's how we make a living. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not like, oh, by the way, we're just going to, like, less money. Okay, well, I guess I'll just take less money for my work. Now, there's a difference between people needing that. Because some people have done Mm -hmm. budgets, and I'm like, this person can't pay. Like, Mm. and I attorneys aren't going to throw the money in. I mean, I just know certain people are not going to put money in. So then it's like, I just kind of get that guilt of, like, okay, well, let's. Let's do this because I can know I can help. Because my thing is like, I want to help you out. And then you get some clients that just say it. And I'm like, you don't need – you shouldn't mm. be asking me to drop money. Like yeah. I know for a fact, based on everything you just told me, you don't need an extra 1% off your commission. Because to yeah. me, you're taking that not – not just me, but you're taking off the other agent, taking off the other brokerages. You're like people mm. that need this money that are trying to make a living. Yeah. You're just like, eh, no, I just don't want to pay you. I'm like, that's basically what they're saying. I'd be like, hey, you know, Jake, you're, uh, you're doing good. It's $200. Ah uh, do the same work, but I'm only gonna pay you one twenty five. yep, like, oh, well, um oh, okay, I, I guess like why? like that like, seems kind of rude to, like I think that's rude. yeah, no, like that, you're not gonna give me like quote me for a video and be like, add eh, drop fifty bucks on that and
1: then I'll do it. It's like, yeah, no, I'm gonna hire you if I don't like the price, then I won't use you again or something like it. that's what yeah, the biggest um the biggest thing that people try and do in the property maintenance stuff is usually they hire you for a job. And then while you're there, they say, oh, can you do this, too, and do this? And sometimes it really is just little things. And especially if it's people that I've already worked with before, I'll be like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Or, But sometimes it's they add one thing, and then they ask for another, and another, and yeah. another. Or it's something that's big enough where it's like, okay, like. And that's what I'm trying to find a fine line between uh having good customer service and then also kind of being like okay where is this cutting into my bottom line am i like gonna lose money because i have to do this extra thing and yeah it's it's it gets tricky sometimes honestly
0: yeah and that it's always tough too because you got to look at i mean there's a lot of factors that i look at when you know stuff like that and you know it's it's uh a a lot of the times though it's kind of like you just get disappointed in the person because you're like Mm -hmm. because my thing too is if you do that my instant thought if i think you're someone that is just doing it just because you want to do it then i'm Mm -hmm. like okay you're kind of that's kind of scummy like yeah you know there's there's a difference um and i think that's perception i mean it's the same thing when you go to like i hate 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 going to get new cars i hate it i can't stand it i don't like the game i don't like just tell me what it is i don't want to like waste my time call this person call that person we'll match it it's like no i just i i literally i'm gonna i'm willing to sign like in the next like 20 minutes just put it in front of me sign it let me just drive it off i don't yeah. i don't even want to test drive it i don't care just let's, let's make this <laughs> thing happen and uh that's what i find i think in real estate is people are like oh cut the commission And i'm like if you put it in perspective it's like that's fine then go cut what what you what do you get paid for and let me just take money off the table for you because you're gonna do the same work nothing's gonna change i just don't want to pay you as much it's like well yeah. i get like commissions the reason commission is negotiable in like real estate land is because like antitrust laws. But then people think because meaning like there's no standard commission. Okay. You know, I mean I can't yeah. like go out and say the standard commission is X percent or dollar. Oh, bill. okay. It's illegal to say that. So what happens is they deem it as it's negotiable. So everybody thinks negotiable. I, I know that there's one agent locally that someone said, Oh, is the commission negotiable? Said, yeah, we can always go up, it's fine. Like <laughs> but nobody goes up. Nobody wants to go up. But <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, we wanna you wanna go down to five well, percent let's go up to seven yeah. percent we're each asking for an extra percentage <laughs> that's, that's so it's kind of the one where it's like yeah you do that i'll go up to seven and we let's just, yeah. just we'll go to six like what you know yeah. so it's it's always the you know i haven't done that yet and i think i'm at some point i will because somebody won't care anymore i'll just pick like, you know what i can afford to tell you like space screw off or let's yeah. go up to seven i mean yeah. but it's like you don't want to be disrespectful but then part of mm-hmm. it you just bite your tongue and say whatever screw it it's not worth the argument but it's still if you say it of,
1: funny too
0: that that might But I think it's out. like I think when you use common sense with people, it's like when mm. you would never like again, if I would never go into your place of business and be like, Hey, can you know, that's like go get my oil change or something and be like, Okay, that's fifty bucks and you're like, Yeah, here's thirty two. Thank you. Yeah. And like walk out. And be like, Oh, well I yeah, I guess
1: that's fine. Like that's the other thing it, too, I find myself being too agreeable sometimes and mm-hmm. I'll be like, Oh well, okay, I guess I'll And then I think about it, like you said, like you think about it from their perspective and it's like, man, I would never, ever ask that or ever try and do that. Yeah. And it's funny. Sometimes you just got to think about it reverse. Well, that and the fact
0: that I'm also one too, depending on who the person is that says it, one, I don't want the awkwardness or the argument. And again, I'm reputation. Mm -hmm. So if I do something, even though I don't think I'm in the wrong if I say or do something and it pisses them off and all of a sudden they badmouth me and say, screw that kid, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, to me, it's like, okay, I don't think I did anything wrong. I think I was in the right. But if the perception or they start going out and blasting you and saying, because they think you're wrong, then I'm sitting there, is it even worth it? Is it worth it just to take like a, like basically a punch in the face, keep moving, but not get knocked, like they say knocked out, but like, or get like a jab, but don't get like a hook or something, you know, like from boxing terms. Mm -hmm. Um, That's always something and then you just kind of know because it's kind of one where are like, okay, like I'll remember that, like I'll go, yeah. I'll agree with it, but I remember that, and that's, and I've had that's a couple people, like if so there's a couple people that if they would call me today to do anything real estate wise, I would, I would, I'll say it nicely here, I would tell them no. So that's, I, I actually, but it's like
1: I messaged Heat the other day because I had a customer that was. uh He's not on that list. I like Heath. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, sorry, that was a bad segue. Speaking <laughs> <It's, it's like, laughs> of that, he's speaking guy. of Heath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I was, um, I was, I messaged Heath because I know he's into, he's been doing business for a while, mm-hmm. and I asked my dad the same thing, and I was like, I just had this customer that seemed totally unreasonable, and I was like questioning myself because they were so angry, and I'm like, did I really do? This? And then I, I messaged them, and I was like asking them about it, and they're pretty much just like. Heath was like, yeah, I expect at least once or twice a month to get a just complete <laughs> whack job mm-hmm. of a customer. Pretty much. I was yeah. like, okay, well that makes me feel better.
0: Well, I think, I think the thing too, with owning your own business, either because like you said, there's a, there's a fine line between like being Mr. Nice guy trying to bend over backwards mm-hmm. and trying to accommodate and trying to be customer, Mr. Customer service. And again, I'm, I'm in that boat for sure, yeah. but there's also times you just got to tell someone to screw off and yeah. I'm going to fire you. Like yeah. I, you're not my client anymore. And you know, and that's, Obviously, you don't want to go that route, but sometimes you just call a person's bluff and say, you know what? I'm like, again, real estate land. That's yeah. fine. I'll be out tomorrow. Grab my sign. Lockbox pulled off. Do whatever you want. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not... Because they'll want you to do something. I'm like, well, I'm done. And they're like, well, no, no. I'm like, no, no. I'm done. I, I have no time. I'm not going to stress out about this. Yep. Go do whatever you want. Go annoy another person. I'm done. <laughs> and I know that happens. Like yeah. and But you, you you have to take time to get there. When you're first starting out, it's like, I need clients. This guy's like, okay, well, you got to kind of you know, that's what
1: i've kind of re- my my thing is i kind of put a uh i guess you could call it like an annoyance charge <laughs> like if it's somebody that's yeah. annoying i just raise the price and if i don't get the job i'm not upset if i do get the job awesome because yeah. it's worth it but it's i literally if people are really obnoxious and just super uptight i hate to say it but it, there's a charge for it and you know well,
0: you got to think too there's a level of stress too and any client that i've ever had that was a stressful client Either they got fired, if they were a buyer. I I'm very good at following up with people. Like that's something I've always like kept as like a main thing is like be consistent, be follow up. Um, I'll just not follow up with them anymore, knowing that even if they reach out to me, I'll just be like, hey, listen, we're all set. Like, you no, know, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to help you. Yep. But there's times where you just kind of let it fizz, fizz out. Mm-hmm. There's nice they close, and you're like, thank God, I do not <laughs> want to talk to that person ever again. We're done. And it's not because. Maybe they aren't bad people, but they just made your life miserable for two months, three months, mm. four months. And it's like, dude, I, I, I don't need your calls every day. I don't need you complaining. I don't need you making, you know, blowing up a, this, like, was it anthill into a mountain kind of thing. Yep. Like, it's not a problem. Just shut up. Let me do my thing. Like, just we'll call you when you have to go to closing because you're just getting your own way. That's... And that happens a few times
1: a year. And it's it's kind of the one where it closes and you're just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, so, fine. Yeah, that's what I've noticed is now I'm trying to get the attitude where when I used to go into deals, I was just – you know, trying to be, like you said, Mr. Customer Service, very happy, um, very eager to get started, trying to accommodate. And then some people, man, they take your kindness for weakness and they'll mm. just flip it. They'll be all nice and then flip a switch on you. And it's like, so now I go into it and I'm still Mr. Customer Service. Very nice. Most people, honestly, yeah. I don't have a, we're, talk, we're talking. We're talking We're talking very the extremes. Yeah, very yeah. extreme here. So, but I just have to have it in the back of my head, like just ready for something to f- flip. And it, it like, it kind of sucks. And that was when I was first getting a business, it kind of was a like a down or I don't know, just like a downer for me. I was like, mm-hmm. man, that guy, I was expecting to go new and it's all handshakes and happiness. And I yeah. was like, you gotta be ready for people just to flip it on you. Well, the other thing too, is you
0: realize as you get older, cause you're young, you start realizing this is that people that, that are older than you, just oh. because they're older does not mean, I don't want to say it, but like, and there's some young people that are way smarter than me and handle oh themselves God. way better. Yeah. But you're going to find out that these people that are older than you, um, that you're always like, oh my God, they're an adult as you grow up and you find out in real life, like once you actually become peers with them, you're like, God, they're not that smart, man. <laughs> or or they're not that nice or yep. they're vindictive and like you, and the thing is, you're just a kid. People are usually nice to kids. As soon as you yep. get up and you get into like the world, then they don't like, then you start talking money, you start talking, mm. you know, problems and time and everything and all these things that people stress over or guilt over the top with, then you kind of see their true colors and you're like, oh, so you aren't, like, nice Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so that I knew when I was a teenager. Yeah. You're actually a scumbag. So, okay, yeah. I'll remember that. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, unfortunately, that happens – No, I mean, again, not all the time, but this is, like, I can, multiple times. Like, I've dealt with people, or whether it be business, or whether it just be, like, out and about, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. now I realize, yeah, I'm good. I don't want to associate myself yep. with that. When you were a kid, you did. And that's yeah. – you'll start noticing that. So when you think, like, someone – Reaches out to you and like, oh, they'll be this nice person, and most people are nice. But you yeah. always got to find that there are people that just, there's some people that are just losers. You know, it's yeah. just like, oh yeah. God, like you, just, that's how you live your life. It's yeah. just complaining and being like sketchy. And I'm like, dude, yep. dude life's too short, man. Yeah, like, have fun. How do you? Yeah, put a smile on your face. Like, yeah. enjoy yourself. And yeah.
1: like, yeah, it's it's. uh I was wondering too. When did so? When did you start? What age did you start doing real estate? Uh I started the 21. I just okay. turned 21. Okay, so when you started, I haven't really run into this much, but I am curious. Did you find that people didn't want to pay you as much because they were younger and they thought, you know? No, um, I did have when I was younger, not pay
0: because I, I in real estate, like real estate world, like we mm-hmm. get paid once homes close. I don't get paid to go show a home. Like if I go show a home, I don't charge you money to go show a yeah. home. Um, if I go meet with you about a listing or list your property, I don't charge you till it closes. Like that's that's real estate world. I mean, I think there should be, modifications to that or did but, people like try and negotiate more when you were younger or did um not I, the same. I don't think they try to negotiate more um i think the biggest problem was there was people that probably didn't want to use me because they thought I was too young and inexperienced i'll mm. be honest i was 21 i was young and inexperienced <laughs> and am. but it wasn't i don't remember anybody being malicious about it i don't mm. remember anybody being like "eh." now people might have like made a decision not to use me or contact me, but nobody ever said like, Oh, because you're too young. So, um, but I found again, you got to think when you're starting out, you're at a disadvantage, not because you're young. I mean, you're young, but you're inexperienced. You're not good at that job or good at that profession. And my thing was, I wasn't very good. Now, if you said, Hey Galen at 30 years old versus 20, I'd be like, well, yeah, I've been doing it for 10 years. Like, Mm. hours a day every day for you know all for 10 years yeah I'm gonna get better at it and especially when I have a mindset of I want to always get better it's not like I just want to go through the motions like every day I'm like how can I get better what can I do I'm like I I think too much about work I like it I love it but it's like probably like when you're making movies like it's constantly I don't look at like thinking about work as a burden I think of thinking about work it's exciting as exciting but then when I put it in the context of my life it gets overwhelming because like I got a family, I got three young kids. I have, I got like real estate, um, salesperson hat. I got like running the office hat. I got like yep. other hats that I wear and trying to fit it all in, in the day is the biggest struggle. That Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, but nobody, I think a lot of it happens to do too, is they might take, like your,
1: your profession is a little different because you set mm. the price directly with the person. Mm hmm. They- I mean, I haven't really run into it, but, like, the, I, I guess the same thing that you're saying. I bet you there's, there's got to be people that haven't worked with me based on my age. But, um, yeah, I just want to see if you ever had, like, a first hand. It might be age, but, like, if you're, like, okay, Jake
0: Jabot at 22 years old. And say you're, like, I mean, people can't see this if you're listening. But say you're right here. I have my, Just my hand in the air making, like, a motion. So, yeah. I, you're here. This dude is here. You're the mm. same. This dude's been doing it 10 years longer than you, has name recognition. They're going to go this way. And that's the and, other thing is that. And I, that doesn't, yeah, it's not your
1: ability. It's just your, um, your awareness or your, or your yeah. yeah. And yeah, I realize that too is you want to have your business established for a couple of years to people be like, oh, okay. And that's why I've been, every job I do, I take before and after pictures and try and like mm-hmm. let people know, like, this is my work. Yeah. Um, but the other thing too is I've been, my dad had a property maintenance business and I've been doing that since I was like. I think like 11. So I've been always like exposed to it, mm-hmm. but it's hard because people don't really know that I put, I made a website and I put it in my about me page, but how many people are actually going to go there and read that? So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I well, have a really... stuff like I would jump in and say like that stuff you have to promote though. Like mm. you got to,
0: so, okay. so ba- basically you have to go out and get business. You have to go cause there's like think of like hunter gatherer. Yeah. Gatherer just means I'm just going to sit here and wait for things to come to me. Hunter's mm-hmm. like I'm going to go out and get business. So yeah. my mindset, again, my 10 year goal was to be the number one agent in the county. There was 100 and at the time, about 40, 50 agents, whatever it was. And it's about the same now. And I remember thinking there, I was 20, 20, or 21, 22, something like that. And I remember sitting there, I'm like, I want to be number one. And I remember this like clearest day, I was like, I want to be number one. And I'm like, wow, number one's doing like 50 something deals in a year, and I'm doing like three. Like, how is it even possible? Like in my mind, I couldn't even wrap my head around how it was physically possible they could do that many. So then I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, what do I have to do to surpass 140 agents on our board, most Mm -hmm. of whom have been doing it longer than I've been alive? Or not most Mm -hmm. of them, but a a portion of them. And how do I, because you got to think like, if I'm in it for 10 years, they're still in it for 10 years. So how do I grow at a faster clip than they do? And that was something I had to focus on. But my thing was I have to, you had to be a hunter. Like you had to go and it's hunting, yeah. but like I had to go out and meet people. I had to go out and I had to promote myself. I had yeah. to tell people my successes. I had to, you know, I had to take the shitty deals because they built, they built off of those for stuff. Like anything I'm asking any new agent to go do, I'm like, I've done years of that stuff. Like yeah. it, I, I, I will go show anything. Nothing's below me. When we go back to the eighty-twenty principle, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, this one's a better use of my time than that one now. Not because I, I refuse to go do that. It's just because yeah. like my time, I got to, you know, if I have two opportunities one's going to make me five times more profit and I'm
1: going to go do that one. Yep. Like, so yeah, and that's in the one, the book called the one thing too. I remember, I believe it's in the book, but they talk about like momentum too. I, I don't know if it was in the book or maybe I heard this somewhere else. Wait, have
0: you read the, re, have you listened to it or read it?
1: I listened to a bit of it. Okay. Okay. I wasn't and sure. you like,
0: you're saying a lot of stuff in the book. So is like it? Okay.
1: I've seen like, yeah, I've, I've listened to part of it and then I think also the people that I talk to a lot of them have like or listened to have actually uh, read it but remember one of the things yeah, they represented dominoes and like one domino can knock over another one 50% larger than it mm-hmm. and then you put that on an exponential scale and it's like the first domino is like a millimeter and then you get like 20 down the line and you're talking about like I mean 30, 50 feet in the air well I think you know, I it's think it's just interesting I think
0: it's actually even crazier than that Yeah. I think so what like, you're saying is that there's the analogy is if you have a domino, no, a standard domino, yep. which is probably like three inches tall by maybe an inch wide, something yep. like that. If you were to take that domino and tip it and hit another domino, it could knock a domino.
1: 50% larger.
0: 50, so 1.5 yeah, times 1. whatever yeah. that is. So the next domino would be, would that be one,
1: one and a half? one and a half times larger you mean or no like oh percent oh. larger
0: so it'd be instead of one inch tall or say oh three whatever it is instead of like say just one for the simple mass so next one would be 1.5 yep next one would be close to three three yep. next one would be close to like so it's, yeah. it's it's i believe they said the 14th domino could in theory topple like the eiffel tower oh you're right yeah and i think they said by like the 50th domino so you're not talking a lot of dominoes <laughs> no, would go past the moon yeah, in regards so that's what you're saying, if you start with something
1: small exponentially, mm-hmm. which is true, you're gonna grow. And I've noticed too, like the more that you do, the more that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like this past um winter I wasn't doing a whole lot. And then um, like I said, I guess we'll call my brother in law for now, offering me the job at Two Brothers, and I was like, Yeah, I need something. I just need to just get into that rhythm. I'll wake up early, seven to three. And then once I started doing that, I really started going after the property maintenance. I really started going after video. I really started going after um, just the YouTube video. And and then it's like, it's just funny once you start building momentum and you just stay with it, it just gets more and more and more and more. So one of the things when I first got in the
0: business, and this has always stuck with me, my dad told me, he goes activity breeds activity. So the more you do, the more it comes to you. Mm-hmm. So my thing was do stuff, do stuff, do stuff, yep. do stuff, go to stuff, be involved, get this, do that. Um, and at a certain point you start to like get stretched too thin, which mm-hmm. was me kind of circuit night, 2019 going into 20 brought on Nick. So now I can delegate some stuff and now it continues mm-hmm. to grow because I'm like building and she's helped me out tremendously. And it's like, but when you go back to that activity breeds activity, mm-hmm. the other thing I like to call it is in the mix.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Meaning have you ever heard the term like in the mix? Yeah. It's just like being Staying involved. in contact with people. Yeah, it's but, just like yeah. in the mix, I mean during the conversation, you're involved, you're there, people know you, you're like yep. and in my business and as in like your business, it's it's a benefit where mm-hmm. now I'm getting to the point where people know who I am or reach out to me who I don't know. And they're like, "Oh, we've never met," or "Hey, I you know, I wanted to con- like congratulate you or I wanted to see you or ask you about this." I'm like, "Oh, cool. Like who are you? Where do you work?" But for some reason, they caught they've learned about me along the way. 10 yep. years ago, nobody knew who I was. Nobody yeah. knew who I was. I was I literally was like, "Oh, Oh, I heard Joey's son's in the business. This is like an agent. Like if I went down the street, like an attorney, I'd be like, uh, Hey kid, who are you? i be like, Oh, I'm a real estate agent. I'm like, okay, sounds good. You're probably gonna be gone next year. You're not yeah. going to make it. Yeah. And now it's to the point where it's like, you can walk into a space and everybody knows that's, Oh, that's scaling. Like yep. they know it. And I, but that takes time. So you have to, mm. again, it's like in the mix. It's like when I go, you just got to know and be involved in stuff. And mm. you're going to get to the point where like, you start meeting people and have your, you know, friend group and have their friend group and their friend group and you kind of, mm. you know, amass this like spider web of multiple, you know, groups that branch off. Mm. All of a sudden, like, like the whole idea is like take the five closest people you know. Well, the five of them are all gonna have different fives. And then But now if they tell that buddy that, oh man, my, my buddy Jake's buying a house, whatever, it's like, oh cool, now he's my client or her she's my client. And I really didn't have to do any extra legwork to get that client. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yes, you can go back in time and say, well, because you met them there and you went to lunch there and you met them here and you went to that party there and did that. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. But like at the end of the day, there's like Wade is going to be like, yo, call, you know, call Jake for property managing because Wade knows you. Yeah. Like Wade could say, hey, I know Galen, call Galen, blah, blah, blah for real estate. Yeah. Great. Now Wade tells one of his buddies, oh, hey, I got a buddy that, hey, don't, don't. You want to buy a house? No, I got the guy you want to talk to. Boom, boom, boom. I don't know that kid, but because of the introduction. Yep. So I do that with Wade. I do that with you. I do that with Meg. I do that with Anna. I do that with boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to touch a thousand people. I can be in contact with like a hundred people that I know fairly well yep. because their sphere of influence is going to be so big. And that's that's where it It's just exponential, but... Like the amount of stuff you're doing right now, just keep doing it. Like it just build, and, yeah. and builds and you're 22, remember? So give it like, yeah, no, give it, give do. it, give it like three years and come back when you're like yeah. 25 or 26 and you'd be like, Oh
1: yeah, dude, actually <laughs> yeah. that made sense. <laughs> That's what I, I will say I do get very like, sometimes I get impatient. Like I know it's going to take a while to like build up this business and stuff, but man, part of me is like, I, I just want it now. Like it's got to go now. And I, I'm trying, I'm like. You know, I just bought some um, stickers to put on like doors, and I'm sending out. The other thing too is like I'm trying to invest in real estate, so I'm sending out um, direct mail campaign, and I'm just really trying to do as much as I can right now. But I've noticed from talking to other people and other like small business owners, and when they get started, it seems like there's this weird area when you're starting out. Um, you know, I mean, at first when you start out, you don't have a lot of clients. There's not a whole ton of like stuff, but then you really start getting busy. And you know you're managing you're managing all of this stuff, and you're not quite at the point where you can hire somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know it. I, it's just such a weird thing. I don't know if you've experienced that. Like, well, you mentioned <laughs> it, yeah. When you're like at that point where you still can't quite hire somebody, but you still have to do all of this work, and it's like, I don't know. That's the one thing that I'm starting to get towards, and it's like, I don't know. Just listen to other people. It's like, man, that's gonna be uh, well. The fastest challenge. so. One of my favorite
0: things, and I want to do more of it on this because it's something that, like, a lot of it is I just don't know the people. I know other the people, but not really know the people. But if you look at, say, local high achiever, okay, mm-hmm. perfect. have them sit down, been in business for 40, 50 years. Okay, what, what was your first job? Oh, I was, a, I was a back-end guy at this factory thing, and I did that. I'm like, oh, so now you own a bunch of businesses and a bunch of stuff. So, like, what did you do? Well, I went there, and then... I got an opportunity and then it went you know i joined this place for a couple years you know i worked under this person and that person i was kind of more of like a a, you know what do you call it like a gopher kind of ran around did some odds and end jobs then i you know became like you know uh, whatever like a second in command at like this part of a company and then eventually got to the top part and then it got like they have this layers and steps and steps and Mm -hmm. steps and and steps but the thing is okay you're looking at you know bob at 70 where was Mm -hmm. bob at 20 bob at 20 was working at like the local movie drive-in movie theater like slinging popcorn and cleaning up after some like some soda on the ground like Mm -hmm. but and that's how it is like if you like what was galen's like i'm different because i got into a career quick i got it in college and Mm -hmm. i've just never left Mm -hmm. most people don't do that so it's like if you if i go back i'm like i did I started serving ice cream at 14. I ended when I was like 20. Okay, I did it like six or seven years. When I left at 21, my eyes, like with the first year, you're like making ice cream and like you're just trying not to screw up the cone.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, at the end, like by the time I left, I was doing four cones at a time. I could do four cones in between each of my fingers. Oh, so it's just like <laughs> do, 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 do 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 So I could produce the cones fast. I mean, this is crazy. Oh. Then I'm sitting there thinking like, well, what happens if we move that there, move that there? Will it have an effect on the client or yeah, customers. You, you
1: already had a business mind before. Oh, yeah.
0: And like, but yeah. my thing was, like, you're sitting there all day and you're just, it's almost like, I don't want to call it, well, it's not prison, but you know, when you're just sitting they you have too much time to think. There. So you're just sitting there working and like you see the same stuff and it starts to become second nature. Like, okay, mm-hmm. cone, great, boom, make a cone. You're not paying attention. It's just like second, you know, you just feel, you can feel the, I mean, it's, I know it sounds crazy, but you can feel the weight. You can kind of, yeah. you know, you've just done it so much. It's muscle memory. Muscle, you're just yeah. like, I know where it is. Like, oh, it's and we're done. Like, boom. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you're not even paying attention half the time on that stuff. But then your mind goes layers deep. And you're like, okay, well, why don't we – I've noticed we've now had – like, I didn't have the decisions to order stuff. But, like, we always give recommendations. It would be like, I know we're getting a mass amount of this flavor this time of the year. And that flavor, we have only had X amount. So let's mm-hmm. – on our next order, let's get rid of these. Let's put those in to increase that. And let's yeah. do – and, like – Let's promote like, and there's different things you're thinking about as you're doing it, but that's where you grow. So you doing Mm -hmm. property managing now, your mind's going to grow. So like my, my mind at 21 was how can I be the number one agent? How do, how was I going to do that? Don't know. Didn't have a plan. Just figure it out, figure it out. And I did, I figured it out and you know, different ways to do it. But now my mind is like, okay, I have new goals. Now my new goals are way more complex because Mm -hmm. I've grown as a person Um, I have more opportunity. I have more Mm -hmm. connections, which helps because that's resources. I have more resources to help me grow that next level. Um, that's the kind of stuff that you focus on. I focused on, and I still focus on it. When you talk about leverage, like a couple years ago, we didn't have that extra person. I didn't have Nick on. And it was like, you know what? I need to just work like 14 hour days, grind, 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 grind. And Get to a point where i have a little bit of a cushion where mm. i can bring them on now i'm looking at them like we need to bring another person on and i'm mm. like okay kind of do it now i'm like trying to like okay let's how can we get so efficient with the three of us and we kind of get really lean and is there a way that we can now maybe going in 2022 bring on another person which mm. again now adds that leverage we're now okay what i'm doing all this other crazy stuff or nick or nicole are doing now we can now divide that workload to someone else mm-hmm. they now take on a bunch of work then those other ones, now we can double down on stuff or open up opportunities for new projects. Mm-hmm. And that's my head is now that layer, layer, layer deep, which is why the one thing for me, why I do want it now like everybody else, I'm patient in the sense I know it doesn't. it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I got a four-year plan. In my head, I have a four-year plan. Literally, I know down to the day that I want to accomplish this. Yep. I'm working my reverse engineer it back to where I am now. And that's what I'm focusing on every day because I know I'm not going to pull that off. I need... What's four years times 365? I need all those days to mm. be able to pull this off. So my thing is do a little bit today, do a little bit, do a little bit, get that momentum, get in the mix, yep. things open up,
1: doors open up, conversations open up, people open up, and then it's
0: That's, that next level.
1: I definitely need to. I do have goals written down, but I need to make them like – like they're pretty specific, but I need to make them like hyper-specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that you, you were talking about, like when you're doing all this stuff for 14 hour days and then you hire somebody else, there's like, you've heard of opportunity cost.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah
1: so it's like, yeah, so exactly. You, that's like the best way that I've heard. That's, it that's that, is that's that plunge. Yeah. The best thing that I've heard is like, you know, when people take a day to go shopping, they think of it as, Oh, I lost, um, this much money. Cause I spent it on these items. And it's like, you lost money from spending on those items and the money that you could have been making while working. And it's like, start to think about that way it's pretty depressing but it's like it's so true when you're caught up doing all these little tasks which you said obviously it's not above you you'll still go put signs out and stuff oh. but you could be strategizing and using all your other resources to do many other things um, my my time when you talk about the 80 20
0: rule it's like, same thing yeah it's it's better use of my time to pay someone else to go do stuff which i do yep on behind the scenes pay stuff Pay people to go do stuff that I would normally do because that now gives me back an hour and a half during the day mm-hmm. that I can work on projects in the company. Yeah. I can make more phone calls. I can do more dollar productive rainmaker activities mm-hmm. in office versus that. Now I still do some of that stuff, but it's yeah. like I I really I'll be honest. The last like when we march, the last four to five months, I've gotten very very aggressive on going to that level. Like, I mean mm. like turning that page and turning a yeah, yeah. new leaf kind of thing. Cause I focused on it and there's times I I'm uncomfortable cause it's new to me. It's like, yeah. it's out of my comfort zone. So I'm like, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to force myself to do it. I'm going to do it and kind of like, like I hope this doesn't like backfire or that person doesn't get pissed. Not in a bad way, but oh, I want to work with Galen. Well, no, you're mm. going to have, you're going to work with like, I need Hannah to go out and show it to you. Like yeah. call me, I'll help you with offers. I can't, I can't spend the time to go drive around and do all that stuff because I have to do other things mm-hmm. but I can do the offers I can do negotiating I can do all that stuff that's easy and I'm really good at yep sometimes me like going in to a showing well Hannah can do it just as well as I can I mean mm-hmm. in the sense I mean she's she's capable of doing what I'm capable of doing so if I can just double up and double down on some like stuff that I know is a next level use of my time mm-hmm and then also be like, listen, I, I'm just freeing this up, but let's make an offer. Boom. Okay, I'm in. I'm like back. I'm in the game. I'm like That's tag what, me in.
1: Yep. Tag team wrestling. Like tag <laughs> yes. me in off the top rope. Let's like pile drive them. Yeah. For like uh, me right now, like I like I said, I made those sticky notes to start um, putting around town, put on people's houses. I'm like, you know, I could take the time, but it's gonna take a long time to go and stick those on doors. I've mm. I, I bought 600 of them, and I'm like. Do I go out there and save the a little bit about amount of money that um, it would cost me to pay somebody or do I focus on my next um, advertising strategy or go actually start doing a job and just pay somebody to do it? And I know obviously I'm not, I'm starting out, so I'm at, not at the level you are, but even for me, something like that, it still makes sense for me to pay somebody to go and put those stickers out then. you know. Okay. So
0: my advice to you on that is you have two options. If you pay someone to go do that, mm-hmm. what are you doing with that time? Yeah. Now this is how my mind works. If yeah. and this is what I did when I was when I started out. If if you're going to pay that person, it's going to free you up for time. Okay. Yeah. What are you using that time for? I'm using it to do more business stuff, whatever. Okay, yeah. great. Do that that now that other task that you're now doing. Mm. Do you have t- other time during the day that you can do that? So if you're like, well, I'm freeing up my work day to do this during work day. And then I'm like, okay, so what'd you do at night? Well, I went home, hung out, you know, hung out my friends. I watched three hours of Netflix and I did that. (laughs) So my thing is, okay, I'm going to do my normal work and maybe at night I'm going to go put those out or I'm going to put those out. And then that night I'm going to sit down from eight, well, pre kids, it was earlier than that. Now it's like nine o'clock. They can like, if I had to do something, it was Mm. nine, but like back in the day, eat dinner, whatever, eight, nine, 10, 11, spend three hours at night learning how to do YouTube, learning how to do Facebook, learning how to do Instagram, learning how to run ads, learning how how to do different things with real estate, how to negotiate, like the amount of videos and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of just content that I had to consume and learn and do and then practice it and get better at it. Like that's what I don't think people realize like, oh, this guy just like popped up. I'm like, oh no, like, yeah. Like when I'm saying like fourteen hour days, I'm saying like fourteen hour days like out out and about. Like yep. that doesn't count. Like me going back home and like eating and spending a couple hours like jamming on some work and then going to bed and you know sleeping six seven hours. Yep. Doing it again. Like this like my free time. I, again, I like this, so it's not like don't like oh feel, so feel sorry about this guy. Like no, I, I enjoy <laughs> doing it, but yeah. I'm saying I put that extra time in. So for mm-hmm. you, being young, you have time. My problem no, now, my time's like I've gone from didn't have a lot of time or sorry had a lot of time no money to now i have no time that's my biggest my biggest concern i have more money than i did back then so i then i sit there and i'm like okay what's my budget now i'm budgeting for stuff that gives me time back yep. Where before i was like i got all the time in the world i'm trying to do use all my time to just make money and it's it's a weird parallel but you eventually get to that you flip the script and then you're like you know what i'm not really stressing out. i mean everybody you, mm-hmm. you were conscious of money um mm-hmm. but there's a there's a different level of like all I had was time. I had no money. I mean, I like there was some times early in real estate that I was like, I don't know if I can like make rent this month. Like I, I mean, legit. Like, not worry. don't, don't worry about not being able to run like an ad or buy something cool or buy yeah, like a p- piece of technology. Like I like basic necessities were like, there. Yeah, there was there was a couple. There was like one or two years. It was pretty rough. And then like, and I'm sitting in my head, like, and what I do in that? Most people would just quit. Got a second job. I'm like, no, 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 I'm gonna work harder. I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna yeah. just keep. Like, I'm gonna basically like. Hold the line, kind of thing, and just keep busting through. uh, It's it's tough, but it like it. What you're gonna find if you start off and grind your face off and aren't handed anything when you start off, you are gonna get some thick, thick skin, some very, very, very heavy, deep um, motivation, why self belief. Hmm. Like that's what you think. Like people like shit on trust fund babies and stuff because they're just given stuff. Like I don't worry. I didn't like. I mean, I grew up in a very you know you know, middle class, whatever, you know, I wasn't like, you know, out in the streets, but Mm -hmm. when it came to business, like I had to, I I had to bust my ass to get to where I am. It's not like I was just sitting there coasting and like, Oh, I'm just going to be like, get all this stuff. Like, here we are just like growing, growing, growing. (laughs) It's like, no, I I put the time and effort in. That's why I look at stuff. I'm like, no, nothing was like given to me. Like I worked my ass off to get it. And I look at people that, especially like I put in real estate terms, like, Hey man, you're getting real estate. Great. Okay. I know how hard I worked, and I know how much self belief I had to have, and I know how much like negative thoughts creeped into my head that I had to try to subdue and put the positive thoughts up and just keep plugging and going and going. Mm-hmm. I'm like, anybody can do it, but I want to make sure, like, you gotta like you gotta no. buckle up, man, if you want to do it. And I think if you learning now, mm-hmm. potential struggles, potential negative. I mean, if you're anything where you're self self business entrepreneur or something like that, you are gonna have days where you're going to want to quit, days you want to cry, days you want to just say, you know, fuck it. I'm done. Like, I mean, days that Whole you just... week sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Days, weeks. I mean, yeah. like hours. You could be in an hour and be like, ah, screw this. And all of a sudden, like in two hours, like, all right, I'm back in. It's, it's yeah. such a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, But I think the biggest thing is the self-belief and just knowing that you're doing the work and that you're getting better and better and better. Mm. Because most people, when things get hard, what do they do? They fold. They're just like, you know what? I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to go back and get that, you know that a uh, safe job. I'm going to work there. Hate my life. I don't want to do that, but I'm not, you know what? I don't. And and sometimes you have to. And sometimes yeah. you have to have that safe job. You do like the side hustle. So you do it on the outside, but I'm like if you really want to get from point A to point B, like you got to believe in yourself. That's And it, it's
1: <clears throat> it's much easier said than done. That's it's much easier said. Oh, than definitely. Done. That's so that's where I'm at right now is um there's a couple reasons I took that job at Two Brothers. One of the major reasons was just to get me, build momentum, get back into it. But another reason was to just be motivated. I mean, I don't know if you've been to a scrapyard. not the most positive. Uh, I mean, it is fun, you get to operate heavy equipment, but it's definitely a place that I don't want to be at my whole life. Yeah. So, you know, waking up early and going, especially in the cold, there's some days where it's negative 14 and we don't have heat in the garage and it's like, it, it's just not fun. And that's what motivates me to not have to work there. And then I noticed some people's mindset who have been working there, and I'm talking to them and they're like, man, oh, f- today sucks. I just want to go home. I'm, I'm going to take a nap when I go home. I can't wait. And it's just that instant gratification of going home and escaping their work life. And then for me, what I'm doing is I'll work seven to three It's seven to 12 now, but for a while it was seven to three. And then I get home and instantly I'm working on advertising or I have to go to somebody's house to do an estimate or t- sometimes multiple people to do estimates. And then I get home, I'm actually finishing up those estimates or I'm working on videos and I'll work until... I mean, usually it's like 10 o'clock at night. Usually, usually by nine, my uh, girlfriend gets pretty mad at me because she's like, and that's the other thing too. Welcome to the club. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) That's the other thing too is like, man, I am, I am obsessed with it. Like it is when I say at least 80 to 90% of what I talk about on a just day to day basis, it is really what, it's just what I, when I'm driving, I'm thinking about it when I'm Talking to people, it creeps into my head. Mm-hmm. I hang out with my friends, and it's like my girlfriend's telling. She's like, you know, you might start losing friends pretty soon because, like, that it's all I talk about. And it's like, whatever. Like, if I like, I'll still. This is for the video or property managing or both. Uh, mostly the property managing because okay. that's what I'm. So I get like my overall goal, the property maintenance I enjoy doing, it's satisfying like to see a job well done. But my overall goal is to raise enough capital to be able to invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. And I know real estate investing is not completely passive, but it's certainly more passive than, you know, picking up a trimmer and going Mm -hmm. and doing a lawn. But um, that's, that's my whole goal. And I realize now if I can just hustle now, put in these long hour days, like those people that are trying to go home and they're gonna be at that job until they retire. For me, I'm gonna hustle for a few years and then I won't ever have to come here again. And it's like, I just want to put in the work now, just work as much as I can, sacrifice, be frugal with my money. Um, and then hopefully when this business gets up and running and I have a good name and I have steady business coming in, then I can kind of sort of relax. And then I also realize by the time I get there, that's probably going to change. Cause I feel like once you get into that mindset, you just want to keep achieving and stuff. But I, I don't know. The ultimate goal is financial freedom, really. Yeah, and I think well, and I think
0: um, yeah, basically everything you said is is like spot on. So if you talk about, um, you know, being obsessive with something, like if you like it, you're obsessive. I'm totally obsessive with my business, and um, and I don't think you necessarily like lose friends. You might Mm -hmm. lose certain friends, but it's not because they dislike Mm -hmm. you. It's just your interests are different. Yeah, my group of friends that i see now in, in the last couple of years i'd say were better than what i was like at certain parts of my life not that they the people mm-hmm. like trust me the the people i grew up with i yeah. still friends with them but it's like i see certain friends more now just because we're in the space in the headspace mm-hmm. but like if i see my buddies from like high school and stuff like we just pick back still, up where we were yeah. you're still you're st- always gonna be friends mm-hmm. but you end up um you start associating with people that are kind of like in your mindset and then mm-hmm. you're friend group and it not to say f- like they be your friend group now because you have similar, similar interests. Goals and yeah yeah and when you talk about um you know you getting to a certain point of you know financial freedom it's like you're always if you're someone that likes to achieve stuff i love learning and i like doing and i like creating stuff And that I get depressed if i don't yeah and that could be simply like you know like you said there's a difference and sometimes i find certain things are harder than others like if i go out and i mow the lawn like mm-hmm. you should i is mowing the lawn right now a better use good use of my time. No, absolutely not. But my son likes riding lawn mower with me. So I'm that I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. not going to pass it up. You get to hang out. One I like it cuz it's mindless for me. I can just do it and mm. I can either just chill with him and hold like literally hold him on my lap and just just go and I'm not yeah. I mean I'm just listening to the motor. If he's not with me, I put on a podcast like yep. under my like whatever headphone things and um, that's fun too. So there's certain aspects of that, but when I get done mowing, I get to see, like, oh, I physically did something. I moved this to that. And yep. sometimes in real estate, you don't get to see that. Like, sometimes the work you put in, you don't get to see that. And I think when you talk about, you know, busting your ass now at 22, I was a weird kid because at 20, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get into real estate. I didn't like the ice cream job. Mm-hmm. Um not that the job was hard. You almost not,
1: need those jobs, though. They almost motivate you. you, you yes, yeah, so make you realize what you want.
0: Two things. So the ice cream job that I had was a great job. I <laughs> sat there, air conditioned. You know, <laughs> got paid. Yeah, you know, uh, I may mean, I got paid minimum wage, but I got paid. I got tips. My thing was mm-hmm. I can give. Like, I knew I wasn't like, I was not going to get more than minimum wage. My thing was that was a fixed cost, fixed or fixed income. Mm. My variable income was my tips. Mm. I my goal was to maximize that tip jar because that was something I had full control over how I interacted with people, how like that was where you got your money. If you ask any waiter, waitress, bartender, they're going to tell you the better ones make more tips. And I guarantee Mm -hmm. if somebody's like in the business, they don't show up being like, "Ah, I'm making X per hour. The really good ones go, I know I'm making that, but Mm -hmm. let's see how much, let me, let me have the game of trying to maximize that tip pool. And that's, those are the high achiever ones that really, like, you can tell are just a notch above everybody else in, in that yep. industry. But I didn't like the hours. It was like 1, 12, 1 o'clock, something like that, to like 9 at night in the middle of the summer. Yep. It was easy. I'm sitting in an AC room. It's great. But guess what? I'm looking out. I'm my friends it. are coming in. They're getting ice cream. Then They're going off to the the beach. They're going to go play golf. They're going to go to the movies. They're going to go to a the party. They're going to go to family dinner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'll see you at 930 tonight. And you guys are kind of – like, so I lost a lot of my – fun of my summer so then I was sitting there I'm like that's a fixed job that's a hour to hour job I'm not doing that nope. I did my internship at a local company for what I went to school for hated it literally three hours a day every single day for a semester I wanted to gouge my eyes out every <laughs> single day because I was like this is I can't like yeah. I the problem was I like to go 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 mm. I got to that internship and I would have to go to the supervisor and ask the supervisor like hey man like anything I can do and he'd be like yeah, go down to like the uh, the packaging plant and see if they have this part. I'm like, like you really have to go down to the packaging plant and show them this part because guess what? Every time I went down to the packaging plant, I would show the part and be like, I'm like, yeah, so this is uh, and like showing the piece. I'm like, oh, it's just broken. Yeah, okay, we got to Like, you just got to tell him it was broken. You have to physically go show him anything, <laughs> yeah. and it was just his way of like. You know, get out of here. I'm too busy. Mm. So then I was like, okay, well, then I'm just going to go down the warehouse. So then I started talking to guys down the warehouse because I go (laughs) and I'm like, I'm not doing anything up there. So I would like learn, like, what do you guys do? What do you do? Talk to, like, Mm. try to understand the system. But my thing there too was like, I don't want to work in a corporate setting. And I had my real estate license at the time. So I kind of kept doing it, kept doing it. And my thing was, when I'm older, I want to be able to set my own schedule because I want to have kids. And to have kids, I want to go to their games. I want to go to their sporting events. I want to take days off. I don't want to ask anybody on vacation. I don't, if I'm sick, I can stay home and like, if I'm sick, I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I don't have to get docked today day because I don't feel good. Yeah. That was number one. Number two, um, oh, oh, the, and the other one was I knew I was going to have kids someday. So I knew my time. We talked about yes. having a lot of time when you're young. Like, yeah. your time, kids, like, whoop. <laughs> yeah. So the whole thing got shrunk. I knew I was going to have kids at some point. So in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to bust my ass so when I have kids, I can then spend more time with my kids. Mm. I get to see if you – I would say if you – like a normal – realtor typically has shitty work-life balance Mm. a lot of them end in divorce a lot of them end in like bad stuff because they work all the time and they don't my thing is like i'm trying i try very hard to prioritize my family like like evenings i try to get home between six and seven earlier if i can i mean i'm working hard but then my weekends i pretty much stay home like i mean i'm home
1: prioritizing your family first actually ends up benefiting your work if you put your family first and then usually the work comes yeah after it, that and it's hard because like you well, want to just do well of course you like to spend time with your family but it seems like you get really caught up in work but actually prioritizing your family makes everything so that so, so perfect example so they're like i there's there's a difference between prioritizing what you want to do for
0: like me like doing building my business i can mm-hmm. get up earlier i can go to bed later i do both like yeah. i just like i you know i don't like sleep usually gets punted I try to sleep a decent amount <laughs> but like that you, you know you go from sleeping eight hours a night down to like six to six and a half is now normal because you need that extra hour and a half to two hours right. but then you talk about um most agents who have and I knew this like years ago I'm like most agents just it's, they're all over the place you know they're on the mm-hmm. phone all the time they're doing stuff like I go to dinner with my family my phone stays in the car like yeah. you're not I don't have my phone when I go to dinner because it's like it to me it's I'm there, I'm there to relax. It's like we go mm. for a walk. I keep my phone at the house. Like most agents don't do that. Like they'll sit there like at the dinner table, like I gotta take this call. I'm like, that's what they make voicemail for. If it's that mm. big of an issue, yeah. they'll, they'll be fine. I'll, I'll call them back in an hour. I'm, I'm with my family, I'm eating, doing whatever. But I also know like evenings, I could be out till nine o'clock at night. Now there's sometimes I do depending on the day, mm. but the amount of time, because leverage, I've lever- I'm trying to leverage myself that I don't have mm. to run out every night to show a property or every no. weekend. So then I get those hours back with my family. I knew me at 22, 23, 24 was not going to do that. So I'm like, I'm going to yep. bust my ass so that time when I start having kids, I have that luxury. Exactly. And that's where I think – and you get shit on for a while because people are like, oh, why do you work so much? I'm like, I'm telling you why I work so much because I don't care what your opinion. I care when I have kids that I get to see my kids and I get to have like yep. a good, in my eyes, work-life balance and freedom to do stuff I want to do yep. and not feel – you know, not work 70% as hard and, and then do that for 30 years. I'd rather work 110% and yeah. do it for five, six,
1: seven years and then have the leverage. Exactly. And exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, also my friends that are comfortable, you know, just getting a job and have that safe job, nine to five benefits, all that retirement. I don't knock any of them. Like I completely understand. There's been days where I consider it and I'm like, man, I could just go get this job and be set and not really have to worry and stress, but For my own mind, I just, I, I can't, I can't do that. And, um, I've realized now like talking about business, not all of them, a lot of them like to talk about it, but there are some that just are not in that mind space yet. I don't know if it's just the age or what, but they just do not care. I mean, it is in one year, out the other, they're trying to talk about anything else pretty much. And it's like, I'm starting to realize now I can still spend time with them but I do need to limit it to a certain degree because you heard the phrase, like you lay with the dogs, you get the fleas. I'm not saying my friends have fleas, but well, you, well who you, you become who you hang around. Was it your, you become the uh, product of your environment or product what? of like the five closest people you hang out with. Yeah. Like and it's like, yeah. And I'm, and I'm trying to still get time with those guys because I like those guys, grew up with them, but I'm really trying to change that sphere of who I'm around. I want it to be, um, just people that have similar goals and are successful. And I mean, I'm like Adam
0: Crosley, Heath, Andre, Mm -hmm. Jared Burns, Meg, Aaron Benner. I have a lot of people that are very driven people Mm -hmm. and whatever field they're in. And those are the people I gravitate towards naturally. It's like, or people with good mindsets like, like Anna, Anna's her and her sister are like schlepping this business, this, this like making these arts and crafts, going down on weekends to these craft fairs. Mm -hmm. Like, Doing all this stuff to try to like build up this side thing, like they're more motivated than the person that just wants to go home and watch TV all day. Yep. Like Anna's like, yeah, I was up to like twelve thirty making all these arts and crafts all week because I had to like the show. Like yep. most people aren't doing that unless they have a love for it. So I'm like, those are the people typically are high energy, positive. Like I can do this. We can do this. Like mm-hmm. let's keep helping each other, support each other. Those are the people you want to start surrounding yourself. Do I want my buddies that? Work an hourly job. Yes. I want to go out, have a beer, watch a game. Yeah. Like, just escape and just... Because you need escapism. Yeah. Yes, I want that. Do I want that every night of the week? No. I'm good for, like, once a month, once every couple months. Yep. Then I want to... Like, I'm back in it. Like, we talk about, like, like this. I have this. I have training with some new, uh, new agents that are coming on. or um, I have another mini podcast, the, the real estate podcast with Ellie. Mm. Then I'm going to be home probably about 6.30. And that's my... That's like the whole rest of the day, but then you end up taking, um, then you end up taking. I forgot where I was going with that. Um,
1: you had the podcast whole rest of the day.
0: Oh yeah, sorry, distraction. Um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. But you, you yeah, I, don't even, I have no clue where I was going with that. <laughs> I have like, no clue. I, I lost train just, of
1: thought earlier too. That's okay. They, yeah, <laughs> I so I just someone no. just walked
0: in and just like caught me off um, I know what
1: you're saying though, and do like like I knew Meg for a long time and I think she always kind of saw in me that I was that way. And then I got to give it to her though. She has helped me so much. She got me a job at Valcor, She put me in touch with you. Um, there's a couple other opportunities that she had a couple of like video jobs and stuff. And through her, I've been able to, I, don't, I think you just put out that mm-hmm. energy and then that kind of gravitates with people. Now I'm in touch with you. I've it's been like talking law of, law of attraction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been Meg kind of got me in and it's like, now I I've been talking to you, we've been making videos, and then Heath, and then also Barrett, who owns two brothers. That guy works like I have not seen anybody work. He gets there at three in the morning and works until sometimes well we we close at three, we sometimes got a load truck until five, six, seven. I knew when he was starting out, he was there until twelve or one in the morning loading trucks. So it's like those are the people mm-hmm. I wanna be around and just soak up knowledge from and just see how they handle day to day and there's everything. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the importance of like gravitating towards
0: like-minded mm. people and that's the thing and, and I try to do it too like when I was your age I wasn't searching for people the fact that like you or Hannah that works here who's young like these people mm. Anna like these younger people part of the reason I think I enjoy talking to you guys is because I wish I was that when I was your age because I was mm. I was a very driven person but I had no direction mm. I had nobody pointing me in the right direction I wasn't meeting the people I needed to meet that would get me to that next level and then I was like okay I slowly started like put myself out there. I remember going to my first like, like couple like networking events and meeting some people. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I, I shouldn't go to this. Like, I was so nervous. I'm like, mm-hmm. nobody's. I don't. I know like two people there. Now I go to these things. I know eighty to ninety percent of the people that are there, and people know mm-hmm. me. Like, hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. Like, but I had to take that. That that was like talking about getting out of comfort zone. That was so mm-hmm. freaking scary. And now, like I said, my comfort zone is different Mm. but it's because of the people i've met as i've grown i don't mind meeting people it's still nerve-wracking meeting people you don't really know Mm. but you get over the fact then you kind of go with the confidence level like you know i know what i'm talking about if you're asking me something about real estate i know what i'm talking about yeah if you ask me something about property managing or video production i can kind of get by if you ask me something about like science biology i'm like i I, I don't know man like you know i mean something i'm not really good at i'm just gonna stumble yeah um and I think, but if you know your confidence, like giving a public spe- speech, speech, mm. like Gail yeah, go speak in front of a thousand people about real estate done. Go speak in front mm. of 10 people about how like, how sound is amplified out of something. Like, I I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to, do, like, I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. So, um, but meeting, meeting people's, I, I think is key. That's why my people always ask, Oh, well, like, what's the best thing to do for getting in real estate? I'm like, easy. Find a mentor. Mm. Literally find someone that's done what you want to do. And I, like, I offer this to all the agents that that come here. I'm like, if you want to shadow me,
1: if you want to come to trainings, if you want to pick my brain, you have full access. Go ahead. That goes for a lot of things. Video, too. Like, honestly, nowadays it seems like with like college degrees are so saturated And it. Mm-hmm. I went to um, a convention every year. It was a national convention. And every single time, every one of the panelists said the same thing. And it was that. They don't care what college you have came from. All they want to know is who you've worked for and what have you done. Can you show us what you've done? And it's like, it actually gave me a lot of anxiety towards my last years in college because I started realizing I didn't need this four years. And I was like, man, I just want to get out there. If I had just shadowed somebody or just watched YouTube or read books, I would have done the same thing. Then on the other side, I've also tried to like, it's not healthy or good to kind of look back on something and say like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or, well, I mean, you do have to sometimes, but... Um, to look back and just have only regret for it. And it's like, I did, I tried to look back and think about the things that I did learn. It's like, okay, public speaking. I had to talk in front of a lot of people for multiple classes and it made me a lot more comfortable working as a team. There are a lot of technical st- skills that I learned. And um, I think that's another big mindset that's, um helps me is you're, you're like victim or survivor. It's really just positive and negative. Like just having a mindset where, Some people might look back on something they've done and be like, man, why did I do that? And then they just kind of go through the rest or a couple of months later, like just depressed about what they'd done before. And it's like, or if you just look back and learn from it and then just keep moving, you'll keep going. But it's, I don't know, that mindset is, is huge. Just being, um,
0: yeah, well,
1: I think call like back when I went to college, that was the thing was like, go to college. Now it's like,
0: like, I remember... Couple months ago, me and my wife were talking, and I said something about yeah, you know, when they go out to college, and she goes, "Well, if he goes to college, he goes, or hopefully not, or something like that." I was like, "You know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna like push my kid one way or the other, but I'm like, yeah, they don't go to college, go to a trade school, learn a stuff. If you want to be, you know what, you can get a camera, you can become the greatest camera person, and you have a free education on YouTube. Get a computer, internet access, watch all the YouTube videos you can. Buy, don't even need a camera. Use your phone. Learn the basics of camera work." All of a sudden, learn angles, learn lighting, learn mm-hmm. you know speed and technique and everything you need. Then you get a cheap camera. Then you work on a cheap camera. Then you buy a more expensive camera. Yeah. And you go as your skills grow and as your bank account grows. And yep. but again, your first Panasonic camera, like what was yeah. Quentin Tarantino's first camera? Probably oh. something he had to go down to like you know the local college, high school, public library. They only had one. He couldn't afford one. He probably yeah. like I don't. And I'm just making this up, but like no, but yeah. there's a good cho- chance that someone like him. Or Marty Scorsese, who's very much older. like Mm -hmm. um, He probably grew up with, like, barely had access to anything. Mm -hmm. Probably had to share one with 20 other people in some classroom, and he got to use it, like, hands-on only, like, once a week or a couple weeks. But he learned, and he learned, and he learned, and he learned and dove into it. And it's like you, I think that, um, like, the problem is, like, people even, like, take, like, uh, you know, I think when people think, like, really, people that are just, like, absolutely crushed it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, take like a Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg came up with the thing in college. I'm like, okay, well, he spent time programming Mm -hmm. and then he had an idea and ran with it. That's fine. Kid from Snapchat, Evan Spiegel, like young kid, billionaire by the time he's like 25, 26, you know, had an idea but was a pretty gifted, like outgoing, Mm -hmm. like And I read his biography and I'm like, did a lot of stuff and then it's like you look at like Elon Musk. Everybody's like, oh my God, Elon Musk. I'm like, read Elon Musk like Read his book. Read his backstory. Like that guy. Like oh, he sold you know, um, was it Zip2 or whatever for PayPal, and then made it like 180 mil. Guess where the 180 mil went? Right back back down. into the back into the uh, the funnel to try to grow Tesla, mm-hmm. which almost went bankrupt. I think he talks about like 2008, 2009. Like basically like lost his shirt. Worked all hours of all day just to keep mm-hmm. it going with the self belief, and now he's the richest man in the world. But like people were shitting on him, and he could have been like 180. See, you, man, I'm gonna go on an island. I'm gonna smoke weed. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna party. I'm gonna do it up. I'm done. I'm done. Life. Oh, yeah. That's it. He's like 180. Okay. So if I put 180 mil back in, I'm gonna kind of get this prototype going and try to make this sustainable car. And to be honest, he's the richest guy on Earth right now, or yeah. him and Bezos, whatever. Mm-hmm. I truly believe Elon Musk is going to go from like here to oh. here in about... I mean, he went up over $100 billion in a year. Yeah. So like and during a pandemic.
1: hmm
0: He's going to... Because the difference between him and Bezos... Bezos is convenient, which is fine. It's how we ship stuff. But then you're going to see Elon Musk. He's going to go, okay, I'm going to completely redo a whole industry. Like yep. Henry Ford did the Model T. I'm taking what he built 100 years later and doing it with electric cars yep. at a rate we've never seen before. Mass produce them, mass production. And then also, I'm gonna figure out. I mean, when your when your goal is to colonize Mars, <laughs> yeah, like, and and, and not yeah. colonize Mars, like, <laughs> oh man, I want to like jump up and touch the moon, like, colonize Mars. And he's like, yeah, my goal is like to colonize Mars. We can probably good. send someone up there in the next like five years, and then we we'll probably, I'm like, yeah. dude, like, but his goal is so big that if he doesn't colonize Mars, he's basically just gonna like. I, I something insane. Yeah, because if that's your goal, which is like, yeah, we yeah. never been to Mars, let alone colonize it, and you're no, like, well, I'm gonna try to do it in my lifetime. And Aim like, for the moon, oh. shoot for the stars. He's like, like yeah. what, fifty years old, forty something years old, and yeah. he's like, yeah, we're gonna try to do it. And but you look at someone like that is like everybody's like, oh, Elon Musk, he's like this rich dude, blah blah. I'm like, no, no, no go read the backstory, dude. He came mm. from South Africa. He was like a st- student, moved. With his family, he actually came into Montreal. He actually went to school, I think, mm. in Kingston, which is not far oh, from really? here, probably three, four hours, uh, probably four hours from here in Ontario. And then he went and he like, he bounced around and he was in Montreal for a little bit. And like all these things about Elon Musk, like sleep, like, he, like was, what, he would sleep in the office and they would go to the YMCA to shower. Yeah, yeah like, I heard that. we guy on earth. That's what we did growing up. Yeah, like yep. that's way worse than I've ever had. It. I never <laughs> had to go to a public place to go shower. But like, like, here's this guy just like, Lived in another country, came to U.S., migrated, an immigrant, came over, boom, figured it out, and ups downs, whatever. And the problem is, you look at him now and you're like, oh, easy, he's Elon Musk. I'm like, okay, well, go back. Like even Jeff yep. Bezos, like go back to the days of Amazon when he's sitting there and he's like in the crappy office, smaller than this, with like the spray painted Amazon <laughs> yeah, sign. And I remember when Amazon came out and buying books. Like I remember that was a bookstore. Yep. And then he's like, okay, so I'm gonna raise your bookstores and put anything on the face of the earth on it. Uh, Plus a gazillion other reasons. And I'm going to get it to you within two days shipping. And it's like, oh, Oh. that's cool. (laughs) Mr. Putting Barnes Noble out of business. No, (laughs) he's putting like a lot, which I don't want, you know, you don't obviously want to see these places go out of business, Mm. but he's got like, look at these people with the idea. It's like convenience. It's time. It's like Amazon prime saves me time. And also, I mean, now generation, it's that like that instant gratification. And, you know, you try to you try to offset it. You try to like again when you talk about like supporting local. Like you try to go out of your way to support the local people. You do mm-hmm. it, um, but everybody's guilty of grabbing stuff off Amazon.
1: Oh yeah, everybody oh is. Like, getting, I yeah, I just ordered a, uh, um, I needed a microphone cover for mm-hmm. Heath because last time we shot it was like really windy, and I was looking on B and H, which is I, love. There's that, not B and H is fast shipping yeah, too. Yeah, 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 but they um, they're close to like April. 5th or 10th or something. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I know was they like, had a lot in back order. Yeah. So I was like, and then there's no camera store. B&H pretty much put everybody out of business. I don't know if you noticed well, that. There's like no camera store. By the
0: way, B&H is incredible though.
1: Oh yeah. They're awesome. Like,
0: Because I mean, they're out in New York city too. You'll get, yep. you order it today. It's here. Uh, we'll say yep. Wednesday is here, Friday latest. Yep. yep. And you're not paying extra shipping. It's like literally we'll have it no. in two days. Yeah. They
1: usually have free shipping. Yeah. And um, But yeah, I had to order that off of Amazon really cheap. It'll be here like today or tomorrow. <laughs>
0: I mean, my, my problem is like today I had to order a computer. I went on the Apple Store and just ordered the computer where I could have went down to Best Buy and, and I don't and again I think it's different because like I don't think mm. Best Buy like the store get, I don't I don't know how that all works but it's not like mm. that person selling me gets more money I don't think I don't mm. think because I always ask people do you get commission on this like no nah, we don't we just get paid like oh, so like okay. but I don't know if it's better but like my thing was I could I did it all in about five minutes where I could have mm. went to the store it's from here solid 10 to 15 minutes to drive there do the stuff do everything I was doing here check out blah 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 like it would have been an hour and a half trip and I did it in five minutes so to me it's like the time thing is a factor yeah Um, and I mean it's just you're trying to get stuff back and like I said some of it's business some of it's personal like um, you know is there sometimes where I'm like middle of the day I've worked all day and you know what I'm gonna go hit some golf balls at the range for 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and like for me it's just a mental break I go out it's like people go for walks people go to lunch or something I'm like no I'm just gonna and I'm like, part of me is like, between shots, i texting and doing some stuff yeah. here and there, but it's like, you know, it's still the idea that, like, oh, I, I can open myself up to family time, still like yep. some recreation time because you need that. I don't think you'd be a robot. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people can if you were like, I just want, I'm like, I don't want it, I don't want it like Gary Vanderchuk or Elon Musk style where all you do is do work. Yeah. Like, I like work, but I also like, you know, no, I like to go skiing and I like to golf and I like to have that outlet because I like being outside. At the and
1: end of like, the day, that's what life is about. You know, that's the reason you work so hard so you can well, do those things.
0: Yeah. And I don't, I don't plan on colonizing Mars. So like my thing is like, <laughs> yeah. I just like, I'm trying to build a sustainable local business and then still have fun doing it. You know, and yeah. that's, like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's fun though. Cause you have goals. Like when yeah. you talk about like, like goals, goals, like I have, i am I, 30? Yeah. I mean, I basically have like 50 year goals when I'm 80. Mm. Which is crazy when you think about eighty-year goals. Like I've, I've, I've consciously thought of my fifty-year goals. Which most people are like. I got a three-year goal. I'm like, oh, that's, that's great. Like, yeah. and it's not bad. I mean, I have three-year goals too. I have one-year goals. I have one thing. I have weekday goals. You know. Um, yeah.
1: I think my longest one's like fifteen years. I want to say is my longest. Yeah, one.
0: and that's fine. I mean, I had a ten-year goal that, uh, it ten years was. Uh, to, December thirty first of this past year. That was when I wanted to accomplish it. And I did. Like yep. that was my oh, nice. it was ten, but it was ten years, and that was my That must have been a good feeling. Uh
1: you know it was funny. Yes. No, it was. It was There's probably a lot of time though where you were getting close and did you know like you were gonna achieve this? I feel like that might take um, away.
0: Um it wasn't like a It wasn't anything that was a guarantee. Like I had to work hard. I wasn't well, like I trust, you, I was not handed like No like... Like I want to, like, I want to be number one agent. nobody handed that because there's some good agents. There's oh, some people God. that were, you know, do a lot of numbers and, uh, you know, and some of them get pushed, you, know, you get, mm. you push by, we you know they're, ah. there, and, uh, you know, and that's, that's motivating. Oddly enough, my goal probably two years ago shifted from that to bigger goals. Mm. So even though I hadn't accomplished that goal I was at peace knowing that even if I never accomplished that goal, I was already working on something better. True.
1: And also, I feel like with a 10-year goal, I don't know. At first when you said that, I was thinking, it's like, man, once you reach that 10-year goal, it's like, boom. Like, it must feel so good. Then I was thinking, like, you know, a couple years leading up, if you're on track, like... I feel like every day your mind's kind of getting ready to achieve that goal. And then once you get there, if you truly well, believe it, it's like, yeah, I knew I was going to do this and I did it. And I and
0: I, and I oddly knew I would do it. Subconsciously, so I knew I would do it. And it might sound cocky or whatever, but I just had to. to. But I just I had a self-belief that I was going to you do it. You have to have that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I just... If you would have asked me 10 years ago when I was selling three homes a year and I said I would be the number one agent and I had no clue how to do it, I'd be like, no, I will in 10 years. I will be number one. I just got to figure out how to do it. And that was my thing. And now my goal. Um, when I came up with it it was a seven year goal Now it's a four year goal because three years have gone mm. by but when I set that goal back then I was the number one agent I was probably like number eight seven mm. eight six seven eight something like that and I was like okay uh, and, and again when you get up to that top level it's not like two more sales are going to like catapult you you need to do like 15 more sales because like, mm. you know what I mean because you're when you start getting to the extremes on both ends like especially mm. when you get to the top there's always someone that oh, it goes like close 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 then starts pulling away at the last few people and there's usually like one or two that really separate Okay, yeah. So, when I say it was like six or seven, the work I had to go from like seven was like a good amount. Where like prior year, I could have jumped 20 spots because I sold 10 more homes. You know, that wasn't happening. I sold 10 more homes. I might move up a spot. So (laughs) it was, uh, but I was fine with it. And it was like, and when I accomplished it, I never, I mean, I I probably should have, probably would have been good. I never posted on social media, I never posted Mm -hmm. it on, um, I never broadcasted it publicly. I mean, I've said it in places to people. i have mm. say it, you know, if it comes up or if I have a client or a client, if I have a agent coming on, you know, I kind of put it in context cause it's more of like, you can do this. Is what I did, this is what you can do. Um, and I use it more of like as a, you know, to kind of set the expectation of like what could happen or not. And like. Mm. You're not, it's not going to happen. you got to bust your ass, but you could make it happen. But realistically, it's a lot of work because mm-hmm. just, you know, to mentally really prepare them for what they actually will face. And then, mm-hmm. um, but at the time, again, I was already thinking something different. So, like, my thing had last year I, I got number two again because I think the year before I was number two. If I would have got number two again, I've been like, whatever. not a big. I did, did great. Sold more than the year before. <laughs> I never try to, like, I always try to get better at myself better every year. And if it ends up being number one, so my goal was to be better than it was the year before. My goal right. was if if I did that, I thought that would give me the number one spot, and it, it did. But um, it was one that if I focused on the sec the other person, and just tried to one up them, I never would have done it. So I always had to yeah. get better. In my like I'm always competition with myself because I can't control that person, and that was mm-hmm. my mindset. Like if that person all of a sudden just rattles off a bunch; they'll they'll beat me this year. The person that was number two will pass me this year for sure. Oh, I think so. And oh, without a doubt, and not. I think she's going to do similar to what she's doing or more. I'm shifting, I'm shifting focus away from that, so I'm not even trying to do that. Like I could be number five this year, be fine with it. Because like I, I'm not shift, I'm not at the level where I want. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to say you did it again, yeah. but it's not like a goal of mine. And she's a very good agent that will be number one and that'd be awesome because mm. she's like i said she's great I, I like her a lot i think she's she's very good um at what she does and deserves it and uh but you got to look at you know being okay with like that was a goal that's not my goal to do it every single year no i don't even want to come close to that like i honestly mm. like three years from now i want to be doing probably 20 percent or 20 percent of what i was doing Cause mm-hmm. I want to be working on bigger projects. Yeah. So my thing is, I just wanted to do it to say it like knowing that I could do it. Oh yeah. definitely. But even if, but again, leading up to it, I was fine not doing it because my mindset's already on something different. So it was like, I completely mm-hmm. took focus off of that into something else. And that was really a back burner kind of thing. Like if it happens, great. If it doesn't, not a big deal. Cause I'm like, I've that didn't that. consume me at all. It was always the next project I wanted to work on. I've heard
1: that a lot is your goals will change and shape evolve. over time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, and I mean, it. it's, uh, you'll be the same. So when you're saying stuff right now, your 15 year goal will probably be 15 years. And it could be pr- like very like specific. Like I got a number, I got a date, I got a time. This is mm. like that
1: visualization. Like I can see it. And a couple of my like three or four year goals. I got a two year goal. Those are like pretty specific. Like I have a number that I want. And then, well, my 15 year goal actually is just financial freedom. That's actually my, which isn't like a... I probably and, should hone that in and be specific, like, with a number, like, um, yeah. like a number of investment properties or a number of cash flow every month or something, which I do that to hone And that's stuff that,
0: that's something that you, you may not need it. I mean, yes, you could put a number on it, but maybe that number doesn't need
1: to be established yet. Maybe it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know what? I'll establish that when I'm like 27, 28. So, Cause I, yeah. Cause right now it's I like, really no, like what, I, I'm not making a really a professional salary yet. So i like I know what a dollar is worth and I know what I can buy, but I really don't know exactly what I can buy yet and well, what I want. Yeah, um. you, you find ways – like one of my things right
0: now, it's like, okay, if if you go by financial freedom, I know that there's a stat that says most people that earn a million dollars a year mm. have seven streams of income. Okay, so like that's – okay, it's, so yeah. then I look at do I have seven streams of income? Not even close. So then, then I yeah. look at, okay, what can I do? To increase my income in the ones I am getting and then and or get paid more per hour. Mm. Or so then I start focusing on the efficiency of stuff. And then I focus on okay, if I can get more efficient, which is kind of that one thing I'm doing now, that will make us more efficient here, which mm. will give me back time. Yep. That time can now go here, and that's where my game is being played in my mind. It's not like you know, I when I the stuff that I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to work on building that foundation. I have a strong foundation and I find that the last like 10 years, so house terms, I find like the, the first like five years was like, like looking and making the decision that I wanted to build a house Mm -hmm. and then the last five years was finding the lot that I wanted to buy. Mm. Now I find that my next 10 years, are gonna be building the foundation of this house. Building the foundation, framing it up, the yeah. very basic bare bones stuff. Then my 40s, like this, I've thought about this. Like then yeah. my 40s <laughs> yeah. is like putting in the plumbing, the electric, the yeah. heat, putting in all the utilities. Yeah. That's 40s. My fifties is like putting up the sheetrock, putting in the counters, putting in like the flooring, putting in all the other yeah. basic stuff. My 60s is going in and saying, okay, I want the couch there. I want this picture mm. here. I want this here. I want this decor here. And then building that up, that's my mindset of like if you put mm. it as buying a house, I really feel like right now I've only bought the lot that I want to build the house on, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's why like the next 10 years, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start building the foundation, pouring the base, digging dig the basement, pouring the foundation, framing up the house. Yep. That is my – 10 years where it's not the finished product, not even close. doesn't look pretty. It's going to look like just, it's going to look like you went to Curtis lumber, <laughs> but that's what I want. Like Curtis lumber where, uh, you know, the, uh, the wood, the wood yard or whatever they call it. Yeah. Like that's what it's going to look like. And most people will say like, oh, it's not even close to being finished. I'm like, I know. Cause I'm, in, I'm only 30 something years old. Like that's, yeah. that's the longevity of what I'm thinking. And it's, that's why it's kind of cool. Cause I don't feel like too freaked out every day. I'm like, D-d-d-d-d-d. my mind's going a thousand miles yeah. a minute. But when I really look at everything, I'm like, you know, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm like where I should be. I'm, yeah. I don't get stressed out that I should be here or here. I don't compare myself to anybody. It's like, yeah. like in my mind of where I need to be. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm making, I'm in the mix, talking to people. I'm meeting people. I'm constantly just trying to get better every single day. And it's cool. It is. It, it's like, but it's fun and it keeps you that's, it keeps you motivated and you mm-hmm. have a little win maybe you have a little sweet like ah oh, it's like a mini victory today. And you might have some days you're like oh, crap that was bad and then you have some days you're like ah oh, yes that was great and you just the good
1: always outweigh the bad so you're yeah. constant even if you take a step back you're going to take two steps forward tomorrow and you just keep mm-hmm. building so yeah yeah that's what one thing like um you know trying to reach like financial freedom i've realized i think for me the best way is like I said, investing in real estate because the the property maintenance is good. It does make money and I can bust my butt and make a good amount of money over the summer. Mm-hmm. But I've realized, um, just talking to other businesses and stuff, small businesses around this area, the biggest problem is employees. Like mm-hmm. finding work it's is people. yeah, people. It is so difficult in this area. And I'm like, I, I mean, I got some buddies that, um, I know maybe I can get my business good enough to a point where I can, pay somebody a professional salary and then hopefully find somebody good if it's enough money. Um, but really I'm like, you know, I just talking to everybody like I know from working at Barrett's talking to Heath, talking to other people, it's like nobody can find good employees. And it's like, I think my best bet right now is to use the property maintenance as a vehicle to invest in. And then the other thing too is, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not too involved like buying homes around here or, like the, the type of real estate that you're doing, like for me, like investing is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm trying to get rentals essentially. So, mm-hmm. um, I do want to buy around here just like one or two places, get my feet wet, kind of figure out, okay. Cause I know everyone that I've talked to or all the books that I've read say, you know, like you can watch a course and read as much as you want about riding a bike, but you're not going to know how to ride a bike until you get on and start riding it. Yeah. So just want to get my feet wet, understand the process. And then, Once I feel comfortable with that, start investing out of state because just with the laws for renting, the landlord-to-tenant laws in New York State are not. yeah, 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 and also the property taxes are ridiculous. So I think if I can use these skills and then invest out of state, which really now, a lot of people like talk down on investing out of state is saying it's too risky. You have all the same tools as you, like you don't ever really need to walk the house. If you hire a contractor, you have them take a video going completely through the house, you have people take pictures, you leverage people, you leverage your real estate agent to keep um, tabs on the contractor, you have your property manager um, checking in on this person, and or you find, you know, it's just finding good people, and especially in different markets, you can find those good people, and there usually is an abundance, you're gonna have to do a lot of searching, but. Yeah, p- people, people um, in any business, people, like business
0: is always people, no matter what, yeah. Like even if you're making a product, you people have to make the product, people have to buy the product, people have mm-hmm. to source the product, everything. Um, like in our our business, like whether it's clients, whether it's you know staff, whether it's agents, like everybody's needed. Mm-hmm. And there's always a challenge because like you, you know from a from a people perspective, like one you have to be good, you have to trust them, you have to, you know, what do you pay them? What do you mm-hmm. like? What's your dynamic with them? You know, do you get along with them? Do you have do they have opportunity for growth? Are you present, Like, you know, are you working to give them more opportunity? Like, that's one mm. of the things I, I, you know, kind of have as like a – I you know, I feel as a responsibility for me is like the more I bust my butt, the more that people that work here are going to have opportunities and and mm. grow. And that's and you know, that's something that I try to really focus on too. It's like I'm, like I know my capability. I know how hard I'm or what I'm willing to do or how hard I'm willing to work. And my thing is if I have good people, I want to take them along with me. And that's why like there's certain people I just gravitate towards. There's certain people yeah. that like I will go out of my way to help or do stuff because I know they're trying to do the same thing or have, you know, or trying to do the right thing or good people. Um, and you'll, like I said, you'll just, you'll keep finding the people you like. And then that just mm-hmm. becomes kind of like your core group. And then that core group becomes good friends. And then they, you know, they might come your business partners. They may become mm-hmm. like, you never know. And the crazy thing is like, me meeting a lot of these people when I was 25 years old, I, can know, I literally could know these people for 50, 60 years, and I met yeah. them when I was 25, you know, and that's, that's what's kind of cool, is like, you know, I hope I'm like beating Ryan and Jared in golf all the way up to I'm <laughs> 80. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. they, they beat me a lot, but uh, it, it's, uh, it'd be fun, like, fun, maybe in 50 years, I'll be good enough to actually beat them, but that would be, you know, it's just the idea that you get to, I you still know, gotta go. I know. I was, just, I was just talking about it. I was, man, it, Like it's happening. It's, like, it's supposed to snow tonight, which is like, bizarre. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, it'd be great. And then literally people were like, ah, hey, don't put your snowblower out yet. Keep it, keep it yeah. out. Keep it tank.
1: Every year we get that. It's nice weather, and then it gets Well, this is crazy because tomorrow's nice. April 1st. It's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, relax. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Hey, <laughs> Mother yeah. Nature, go back in your hole. Like, re- relax. <laughs> yeah. let's, just have,
0: let's just have a couple of nice days. Um, yeah, right. All right. You want to wrap it
1: up? Yeah. I got to. That uh, pre workout I took is really making me go. You're the first guy that.
0: That has admitted you took pre-workout. Jared Burns probably oh, did too. Don't. But
1: oh, really? But oh, you took know. pre-workout. Why? To work out or just get pepped up for no, this? No, no. Oh my God, no. To work out. Yeah. How
0: are, how quickly do you take pre-workout? How quickly? What do you I mean, mean? like qu- quickly.
1: Uh, how I worked out pretty recently before this. Oh, you took, it just... Oh, you've already worked out. Yes. No. Oh, oh, I thought you like took God. it, did the podcast, <laughs> no, then we're gonna God. work out. I'm like, you're missing the oh, effects, if man. I, no, like, <laughs> no if you're gonna go no, work out now. You should be drinking it in the car on your way to there. No. Oh my God. If I took it before, I. I was like, you, you may want to wanna... pull me off this mic. I'll you may want to
0: read the packaging a little bit. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, she so said like it took pre
1: workout. Also, like, blows my... Some people drink those bangs like it's freaking. Have you ever drank a monster? Yeah, not, not a big. I fan. saw
0: someone drinking a monster today and I'm like, you know what? I've never drank a monster energy in my life. No, I've never had one. Not missing out. You know why? Because it reminds me of like Red Bull and stuff. And I don't mm. like. I drank a couple as a kid. I was like, Ugh. and I don't. I don't like the taste. I drink enough coffee. I don't need energy. Bang. Bangs way worse
1: though. It's literally a pre workout. People drink it like it is. Bang. Just some... Never heard of it. Don't. Remember like C four, yeah. It's like it's literally C four, but people drink it as like a monster. I've result. taken
0: pre workout and I've noticed it sometimes. And sometimes I take it. I'm like, honestly, I don't need it. Like it doesn't do much. Oh for really? Me. Oh, like sometimes. Sometimes you get tingles. and you don't. Yeah, but like I, I find if I started to take it multiple days in a row, it started to lose my effects. And like, oh, definitely. Like I just drink coffee. I can just yeah. go with nothing. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I, true. For a, for a while,
1: I just would have a cup of coffee. I'm not
0: any stronger when I take it or don't take it, so it's not really going to help me. So I just like, yeah, we just coast, but. Um, Jake, if people want to find you, how can they reach out to you?
1: Um, plug both your, uh, both businesses. Oh yeah. I got, um, well, JJ property maintenance. You can find it on Facebook. I also have a uh, white website now. It's JJ property Um, and then myself on uh, Facebook, Jacob, Jabut, Instagram as well. And JJ video. I just started a Facebook page for it so it's not so follow it everybody. i think actually you are literally right now my only uh only, only follower because i really haven't posted anything i'm like i'm gonna go into on comment a...
0: and comment just was it first people come first on posters it like first comment. <laughs> yeah, first, first comment yeah first first comment first follower <laughs> yeah yep. first share yep. first yeah first story watch <laughs> yeah um so jj property maintenance jj yep. video yeah jj himself jacob jabut thank you yep. for coming on yep, um what well, that's it that's episode one two three of the galen trump show <laughs> awesome